Yeah, so we're in now. This is it. This is this is where the podcast is going to start. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Um. Yeah. So that Wim Hof program the other day on BBC. Um. He, as I said, like the king of he's like the king of cold, and they got a load of Z list celebrities on as they always do. I don't even know why it has to be celebrities. I don't know why it we'll can't be on actually soon. be inspirational people from you know the UK would be better. They cost you too much money. You literally just described us. True. There you go. That could be one of us on there. No, they cost too much money, proper celebrities. But we'll do it for free. They essentially just made them all jump into like a small uh, section of very cold water, which is fine. But then they made them like abseil down a mountain, which didn't really... Why would you get Wim Hof, who's like Mr. King of Cold stuff, to show... It was really... Was the mountain surrounded by snow or ice? Yeah, but it... Probably cold. But they weren't like naked doing it and suffering cold whilst doing it, if you know what I mean. No, but because they're celebrities, they have to be careful. They're quite... Anyway, it just felt like a complete waste of time and all just like big grand music and slow-mos and shit like that. Do you remember that program years ago called Grumpy Old Men? Yes. That's you. What? Because I'm (laughs) complaining about stuff. You are the grumpy old man. All that program is going to do, I think it's just designed to get people to prepare for um, turning their heating off in the winter because of the energy crisis. Oh, that's a deep meaning behind it. You're get, really analysing this, aren't get you? Used, get used. I thought it was just some, some dudes who are a bit irrelevant just wanted to get a bit of dollar again. The get. only way they could have made that better if it was sponsored by like British Gas or something. Sponsored by <laughs> EDF Energy. We're sorry. Yeah, get used to the cold, guys. If Wim Hof can handle it, so can you. Just breathe, guys. Just breathe. You're feeling too bad. I'm yeah. cold all the time. I've got the heat on now. Like... In this, in in the nice weather, you're not even there. You got it on. No, no, I don't. Well, I thought, I've got like an electric radiator next to my bed that's always on a lot at all times because that room gets bare cold, and I'm bare cold. Like I'm in bed. Like last night, I'm shivering. I'm so cold. I'm a very cold person. Yeah, I'm, I I run very hot. Like I always have at least one leg outside of the duvet at all times. You are a f- the demons could get you for your leg outside the de- duvet. <laughs> have you that? seen that meme? It's not it's a meme. Like, it's real life. I don't have any that. skin showing apart from my head. I'm literally like duvet up to here. There's like, that meme and there's like that little person in it, and then it cuts to like the next frame, and they've just got their ass sticking out. Oh. <laughs> Demon doesn't want to get that. I tell you that for Why free. Why don't you get like you know like the old school cocoon style sleeping bags? No, I don't like to be constrict. I like freedom. I like to like. Okay, I've got Dulcy double bed. I'm there. I'm spread eagle, but under the covers. Not sharing that double bed. Who the fuck am I going to share with? No one wants to so, cuddle me. You want to cuddle and cuddle with me? Assuming that you do eventually get someone to share a double bed with, are you going to have to then upgrade to like Super King or whatever it is? Impossible. Don't think Jason will ever share a double bed with me. He will. You two no. are like Bert and Ernie. It'll be fine. No, he doesn't like sleeping in the same room as me. Harsh. Anyway, um, what else is new? Well, before we move on to the key stuff for the episode, anything exciting to talk about, anyone? I did. I went skiing again yesterday evening. Oh, yeah, I saw. Did you get on, your, on your own? <laughs> I saw. Uh, yeah. Did you actually <laughs> go on your own? Do you get the run? Excuse me. I just want to let you know I'm level four. Can you quick film this? I'm actually level four. Yeah, I'm actually going to go left and right, left and right, but make sure you pan with it because it's really good dynamic angles. Can you get that for me? He goes... Who are you? Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm level four. Don't worry level about four. me. Sorry, what level are you? Oh, week. sorry, I don't speak level three. Leaves. You probably don't understand what I'm talking about. Yeah, honestly, it's a, it's a level four, level four thing. Mate, I've done on. all the levels now. Are you level five and six? six yeah. Guys, he's level six. Guys. Is this happen- one of those things you can just pay for to get the levels? Or do you... No, do you I mean, to- what's the point? The whole the whole reason they do the levels is so that you can then go back and just ski on your own. At, so what, uh, what's the biggest run you can do? Is it like Black Diamond or some shit? Like I'm that? not going to be doing that when I go away, that's Well, for I'm sure. sorry. If it was the point of being level six, if you can't even do the... I'm gonna if get, you're not going down Everest backwards, then you're clapped. I'm getting some advanced lessons when I get out there. Advanced? What's bigger than level six? 
Well, no, I just there's I can't be asked to go into it. Pokemon it. There's where a level de- six plus. You've defeated the initial like eight and the elite four, but then you realise there's another eight afterwards. You're like, gee, wow, that's what's happened. Maybe. Oh, but you never played Pokemon, did you? No. Oh, well, grow up. <laughs> level six. Don't plus forget, I'm, I'm the old one here, so uh, I'm not do a you po- play Pokemon. My yeah, place. no, I have. Okay, just red checking. version, blue version. Actually, I have blue version in Spanish because we got it when we were on holiday. So I played it <laughs> in Spanish. Um, oh, gold, silver, bangs. They were they were great. Ruby and Sapphire, the best. Um, I also had yellow. My brother got yellow with the Pikachu yeah, um, Game Boy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's Giga. Did you have the um, the purple Game Boy, the see through one? I had a Game Boy color. Yeah, yeah, I had a Game Boy color. Yeah, I had a my Game Boy color was green. My sisters were purple and see through. Oh. That's what my life has become. I still have it somewhere. It's in your back pocket. I I wait. I used to take back in the day when I was in sick form. I used to every day I go into sick form. Wait, with sick my, form. Yeah, like college. Yeah, I know what that is. I went to sick form as well. I, but I was saying I, I think I'd stop playing Pokemon by that point. Oh, grow up! No, shut up! I used to take my Game Boy Advance SP into school and I just sit there my free periods of playing Pokemon Ruby. So I took my. I was at university. I went to uni at twenty-one to clarify. I took my Game Boy there. Because I play, I've, nah, I play, to be fair, that, that makes sense. I've got Pokemon on my uh, my laptop, an emulator. I played it like beginning of lockdown. Downloaded Pokemon, start playing on my laptop. It's like the Heart Gold or something. They've redone Gold. It's even better. It's incredible scenes. I don't know how you can make the best game better. I, I, no, I preferred Ruby and Sapphire. Third generation was my favorite. Oh, I clapped out by that point. You missed a lot, Thomas. You got some big dragon spitting shit at you. It's incredible scenes. Right? Can we stop? Oh, sorry, Dad. Fun police are here. Going to download this. <laughs> Look, we are we are filming this for YouTube now. Now everyone can see how the fun police behave. And I just want to make sure we're hitting them with some decent chat, not just ten minutes of Pokemon. My existence is decent chat, so it's laughing. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, what's on the first? Uh, let me check my notes. We're not doing topics yet. We're just doing the I pre. Thought we were, I thought we were just we're catching doing, up, mate. We're just oh, ca- this is the, the catch up. You guys haven't told me anything interesting you've done. <coughs> I'm yet. doing another nutrition course because I can't stop learning. Fucking hell, man! I know. You like, can't pipe up. You've done twelve skiing courses. Sun is a problem. I'm going to be a level six apple by the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm doing another course that starts in May. So. What's, it, what's that about? It's the same um, company prescript as I did my biomechanics one, but now it's going to be nutrition. So applied nutrition for like athletes' performance and stuff. You That's going to be cool. You're going to do a course on how to look more like Dave Grohl as well while you're at it. <laughs> he take, he's take a course from me. He's got sunglasses. Is this because you knew we were going to be filming today? Oh, 100%. No paparazzi, please. <laughs> I don't want to be recognized on the street, guys. Come on now. What did you send us earlier? With you getting... Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, you you walked right into that one. So earlier on, Harry always sends us really banal crap on the old group chat. Yeah, honestly. And and this included a uh, a DM from someone saying, 99% sure I just walked past you on on the high street. We're still saying hi, but just wanted to say, I love your YouTube videos. Have a great day. Was Was her name Chloe? Her name was Chloe. Hi, Chloe. You're probably not listening to this, but you should have said hi. She might do. She follow, She knows you from the YouTubes. She follows you might on the do. tubes. Chloe looks delightful. Touch base, Harry. Why not? Connect. Thanks, Dad. Connect. <laughs> connect. Oh, Lord. Do you have LinkedIn? <laughs> yeah, I'd love to connect. Um, yeah, that, that. Are you two on LinkedIn? I am yeah, on yeah. LinkedIn, yeah. I haven't updated it for like five years. connect on LinkedIn? Oh, no, All right, yeah, go on. No, I'll, make a, I'll make a Pump Fiction page and then we can, uh, we can, we can put co-host on our LinkedIn. It's not a bad shout. That's, it looks good for there we go. something We could relevant. create a business, a Pump Fiction business. Entrepreneur. 
Oh yeah, as you uh, say, entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. It's a very American word. American. What? Do you ever watch Jersey Shore? No. Oh, Jim oh. Tan Laundry. Oh yes. I remember. I never go over when Mike. The situation goes. He goes. <laughs> he goes. Oh, where are you from? She goes. I'm from Canada. Oh, you're from Canada. <laughs> and she's like. And then they look at each other. They just take his top off. <laughs> and that was it. I was like, what an interaction. Uh, I think that I think that program is responsible for why a lot of young lads look the way they do now. Because that was like one of the earliest reality TV shows, and loads of all the English ones followed suit with like Made in Chelsea and uh, Geordie Shaw. Geordie Shaw, yeah, obviously. Yeah. The Valley. But all those like all those programs i think were <laughs> quite toxic because they set a real precedent for all guys to look that way and all girls to look an outrageous like, behavior yeah i was gonna say people behave really each- inappropriately Ex- Treat excessive really lifestyle badly. yeah the only f- like, i used to love that program just because it's like you know you watch something so this is so stupid i love it yeah that's that's how i felt that well, Vinny and uh paulie well, d were the best like duo ever they were just bad the very, situation very oh, he was a bit he's, a, he's had a bit of a shambles hasn't he he's been a bit of a pickle I think he went through a period of addiction then I think he got done for tax evasion like mass tax evasion I think he was, they were threatening to send him to prison or something I saw the I've watched the reunion so they gave it's very quotable though <laughs> he is shows. very quotable what, yeah. what is um, oh, what's um, the short girl what's her name Snooky what's Snooky doing now she's Harry? got children I think well that's fine but like she, has she achieved anything else with her existence I feel like her and Jenny J-Mail are probably doing okay Paulie D's a really good DJ I know that like he's no I think I remember that guy yeah does the he have slick like back slick back hair, hair yeah. Yeah. hey Paulie D he spent like three hours on his trim Charles I get out of bed I mean, I'm not spending three hours on anything, apart from the toilet. So now he's a well-renowned <laughs> DJ. Yeah, you yeah. actually do spend three hours on the toilet a day. Uh, yeah, minimum. 100%. Ask Mike, he knows. I've yeah. recorded every I time. Do, uh, all these voice notes are just this echoey, echoey uh, Harold. I think we should Plop. get... Um, when f- Between each episode, you should record Harry's toilet thoughts on voice notes. And oh, we can, you don't want to go there. No, but we can play... We, each, each episode, we can play back a single one of Harry's toilet thoughts. Well, I sent you a vlog earlier and you didn't even appreciate it. Well, that was you breaking into my car. <laughs> yeah, but I vlogged it. Oh, okay, fine. It was really, I thought it was good. I thought it was That's good. good. We'll put it on the story there later. Was, there was Send a guy me. watching me the whole time. And then when I finished, <laughs> all right, I'm, buying, I'm going now. And I stopped. He just looked at me and went, and I was thinking, oh, God, what do I do now? Well, you, probably, have, probably, you had a set of keys. It's not that fucking He suspicious. probably looked at you and thought, bloody influencers. He's probably thinking, what influencers doing caught in the wild. <laughs> what are they doing? That TikTok page is the best thing I've ever seen. It's like influencers It's massive in on Instagram as it's well. It's huge. And it's just people doing, oh, oh, I love it. And it's disgraceful, doing, some of the stuff that people do in front of families and the shit like honestly, that. Honestly, it's incredible. I see like dudes that. literally going down their pants on like a mountain with loads of kids walking past them. <laughs> That's not appropriate. <laughs> like Just for get, that one picture. Literally, I was there like, we get lost in the algorithm. I bet it was probably a cool photo though, but like it's probably still not appropriate though, isn't it? We've all done some shit for a cool photo though. At the end of the day, let's be brutally honest. Um, what have I done for a cool photo? I don't know. You've shaved your entire body, not for a photo. How is that going, by the way? How's the whole full body shave vibe? Uh, it's all right. I'm I'm still a bit rash in the chest. I think because I went against the grain there, so I was a bit. You know what I mean? What do you mean? I just 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 whack the razor all over it. It's job done. You don't have to. It doesn't matter what grain you. I was going. <laughs> Were you just like carving at it? Yeah, with, a, the, with, yeah, with a button in the shower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And make sure the water's actually hitting you. No, I got shame foam for that. I just turned the shower off and I'm. Like, oh no, it's better if you keep it a bit moister. I'd say. Yeah. yeah. I find I, yeah, if I've ever done it, I've find with a bit of water just. Oh, Mike, out. I'd like to see that. Um, no. Show me. Your nipples. 
Um, We're I, on video I, now. This no, is the prime this, this, time. No, if anything, it's not. <laughs> it should have been better in the last episode. I'll do it. I'll do it again. I think I'm going to make it regular. I can't be honest. It's just effort. I'm just maintaining the, the, the chest at the moment. I'm happy with that. No, mine gets re- it's summer now. I've got to be agile. L- love what got to be a- agile. Aerodynamic. You're going to be doing the luge at some you point. Seen, you not seen me run up the stairs earlier? I heard you running up the stairs. Agile. I want to know what your uh, 100 meters time is now with this new uh, new trim. Uh, click. Uh, literally, blink is gone. Blink 100 gone. meters. Completed it. Good. Anything else uh, before we move into the actual official episode vibes? Episode 10 this is going to be. Michael, any, anything else new with you? Uh, no, nothing cool. podcast worthy. Fine. Anything new with you? I got a haircut. Good. That's, That's it, really. Good. Wow, I didn't realize we were alone in the bar until I done some haircuts. I've uh, got, I'm a bit sweaty, and that's about it, really. Quick question. Oh, no. And it's a random Instagram question. You know, like, you see a lot of gender reveals, right, on Instagram? Oh, yeah, yeah. Why do we have to, why do people celebrate a gender reveal? Like, why does it matter? Because people like to let other people know their business because it makes them interesting. Yeah, but, like, they have this kind of, like, tenseness about it and then this crazy reaction, like, this was exactly what they wanted. It makes me feel like it's a bad thing. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I've never don't you think it opens up a problem, know. especially, like, if you really wanted a certain gender yeah. and then you don't and you can't hide that in your you've, face. You've now filmed that You've process. now filmed you going... Another one. Like all these like kind of um, Take it back. Yeah. like toxic masculinity vibes where they're desperate for a boy and then it's a girl or whatever. Like, I don't know. They're like, yeah, I think. <laughs> I just see them sometimes and I just think this is really weird. I've, I've got friends that just said we're just going to wait until yeah, exactly. the baby arrives. And then just, I, I, I can understand the convenience of knowing, but yeah. it's the whole kind of celebration thing of, of what sex it is. Like, get over it. Whatever it is, it's going to be great. So just... Yeah, if I had a baby, I don't think I'd really care. Oh, like, Daddy Harry. No, I can't. Daddy remember. Harry. Oh, imagine me with a child. Honestly, can you imagine? I actually think you'd be surprisingly responsible. I think you'd be fine. I mean, the way you look after your water bottle, I think the Leave. child's going to be all right. Where is it? That is your baby. With me at all times. And you know what? It's not It's not got any dents in it. It's not battered. Did you want to see the last one? It's yeah, brand, it did, yeah. yeah that new. used as a hammer. Well, <laughs> I hope you'll look after this one better. That's why, that's why my sister got me another one, because I battered the other one so badly. I'm definitely celebrating our 50th episode with custom, custom printed Pump Fiction water bottles. All I want is a, is a bottle that has your face and then Mike's face and then my face. At the you bottom. want to be on the bottom? Yeah, so I can be underneath you both. Okay. Dream come true. That's a lovely trio. Speaking of water bottles. We are quite the triad, everyone. I feel so hydrated. <clears throat> Remember, you're not pissing clear, you're living in fear. T-shirt. T-shirt right there, guys. Um, now the bodybuilders died, Cedric. Yeah, bear sad. What's this about? I'm like... I, bear sad. Like, I'm so disillusioned. Like, I was talking to Ryan, um, my friend, who is a top bodybuilder, and he's basically just like, that's it. I'm not interested in getting bigger anymore. It's I'm, scary. Like, it's, it's the thing is, well, we spoke about this before the podcast started, the age, age range of death in the bodybuilding world in the last like even fitness world who's that that Scott guy died recently in the fitness world but was he younger than 29 can't answer that I can't remember his name uh, I can't remember his age but he um, the age of death in the last like year is between 29 years old and 52 years old that's mad it's pretty ridiculous and it does show you the uh, the stuff the extremes that these guys are going to for that look or to beat people or just to be better I just the th- think the thing is you've got to then with people who are competing in the open at like high levels, like Cedric, for example, I feel like there's a high likelihood if you said to him, by the way, you're going to die at 44, he'd probably say that's fine with me. I know, yeah, yeah, I've listened to some podcasts where people have just talked about like... Was it 44 he died? Or 40? Yeah, for, 44, Cedric died yeah. at 44, yeah. 
They're sad. Right? I, they met, did, they I met him. With, he's a nice guy. They did that with Olympians, didn't they? They did that research. It's like if yeah. you if you could win an Olympic medal in the next four years and like I don't know something like take ten years off your life, take ten years off, you will die the year after. Like so many, so many of them said yes. Yeah, but it's all still they know. It's just Very sport m- is life. like focused, aren't they? And the well, Har- what they want. Harry, you're going for a pro card now. I hear one day. Give me, give me three to five years. I reckon we'll get it. I'd we'll love see. you to get a pro card. Team Pump Fiction are going to be at Olympia one day with this guy. I don't know get to Olympia, but... I'm going to build my whole career just off, off the back of yours. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. That's what this podcast is, I don't have it? a career. Yeah. Guys, I don't have a career. Not yet. Not with that attitude, you're not. Sorry, sorry mum. Sorry, mum. Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, I just... Is it weird? Manifest. Or? Manifest. Manifest destiny, right? It yeah. kind of goes into the, the thing that Mike mentioned like a few times is that performance isn't healthy. And that's no, like not. physically, the it's not, but end, then also yeah. psychologically, that outlook of I will die for this is also probably not healthy. But then that's why these people get to where they get to because yeah. they're literally like, I will sacrifice my life they're willing to do what you want. Yes. I've been in dark places before competitions and stuff. Yeah. Because you kind of got, you got to, you're so focused, laser focused, it takes your eyes completely off the ball with other things. Got a channel. It's all about the channel. Um, I'm quite happy to progress with this. Let's episode. go. Yes. I've got my notes ready. Fine. We're back. It's episode 10 and these guys are dicking around with notepads. I'm taking notes. Thank you very much. I, I, I'm also taking notes. Yes, Christy Fellows. Hi. We're on video. Woohoo. Uh, Harry, say hello to the f- camera this time. Michael, hello. say hello. Yes. Hello. And if you are listening on Spotify or iTunes or any other platform, you can get us on YouTube now. This chair is quite comfy. I still want to steal it. I'm just saying. You are plotting to steal a few of these chairs. 100%. When, you, when we stop recording here, I'm taking this chair. Do you reckon they'll notice? Um, probably not. They've got quite a lot of chairs here. I mean, there's a lot of chairs in this room, yeah, but let alone... I want this chair. Like, these chairs aren't optimal. No, no, I know. I know the style of chair you wish. It's nice. I like it. Your, I, could, I could sit here. Good chair chat. Anyway, episode <laughs> 10 is here, and we've got three subjects for today. Uh, we've got... We're going to be talking about, Michael, qualifications. Qualifications, indeed. Why, why are we talking about qualifications, Michael? I, I don't know. That's a good question. Are they important? Are they needed? What do they stand for? How, how can you differentiate between good and crap information, stuff like that? Like yeah. it. Um, I suggested fitness trackers because I just got a new one. Nice. I, I've been wearing mine. Mine's disgusting because I wear it all the time. I got, a Garm- I got a new Garmin because I'm, I'm a multi-sport kind of man now. So I felt like I needed to track that shit. And at uh, subject three... I'm checking it. It's calories at restaurants on the menus and stuff. There you go, Harry. You contributed something. Well done. Got it, guys. Got it. Oh, well done. There yeah. you go. Now I'm smart. And why, 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 why are we talking about that today? Because uh, the UK have just introduced that they're going to start putting calories on well, they the have menus. started although they yeah if you're ha- you need over 250 employees or something like that so the bigger restaurants kind of like cheney stuff yeah so uh, i want to clarify that's not 250 employees in a single establishment that's the cross. that would be an enormous that's a lot of people that is i don't know 250 people i um worked i've done some uh, marketing work for various restaurant chains and quite a big one i did work for not like huge huge but they've got quite a few venues um it came out that the owner had just basically guessed at the nutritional info and put it on the website. That's the thing. That's, oh, uh, fun. That's a, obviously, I know, is this going to be our last topic? We say that for yeah, the Yeah, it's the last yeah. one, yeah. 
okay, I'll save my thoughts. Yeah, I'll but s- I yeah. just, but everyone, but then when like one of the experienced managers found out about it, he shit himself because it's a massive, it was a massive legal problem yeah, waiting to happen. Right people mm. there. Yeah, but I won't be mentioning who that is. Um, Until after so, the podcast. Yes. Um, how is everyone doing? We're well, aren't we? We're well. We're well. Yeah, we're well. We're well. Chris is that guy that when you're just like, you're at a party and you're really <laughs> not enjoying it, he goes, Mike, we're having fun. So I'm actually really annoyed that. Mike, we're having fun. We have to Are have we having fun? fun? I'm the yes. motherfucking hype man over here. <laughs> I have to keep you lifted. Your spirit, you're, you're like a fucking roller coaster. Sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. I'm, I keep you on your toes. I'm inconsistently consistent or consistently inconsistent. Yeah, we still love you very much. At least someone does. We're very much a family. We're close knit. Um, we're, we're this close to living together. Yeah. Oh, God, that would be a nightmare. I'm not very, like, I'm hard to live with. Your poor, your poor good friend who you will be living with. Yeah. yeah. Is that he still happening? Be, yeah, yeah. Uh, have you found anywhere yet? Because your no, last your story sounded horrible from the last experience. <laughs> no, we meant, we meant to look for somewhere on Tuesday, but the tenants, and we were like, we already said, like, if this looks as good as it does on the photo, on the photos, we'll go for it. Um, but the tenants got COVID, so we've had to... I thought you were going to say you got catfished by a, by a property. No, God, I imagine. Just the front door when you open is nothing. It's just a, <laughs> it just I, falls I cardboard cutout. Yeah. Damn, again! <laughs> I um, No, I, we're going to... I think we'll view it next week. And if it's cool. good, then we'll go for that, which means hopefully, provided it all goes well, we'll be moving early June. Good. It's exciting. Yeah. Mike, liking the black T-shirts, guys. Mine's got soft on the back. Yeah? I'm an anime I'm ready to get that in quickly. What, anything? Just in case... Yeah. Oh, it's, I think we've seen this one. Yeah, it's got like a Tokyo kind of vibe to it. Because I'm going to Japan next year, so I'm prepping. Are you actually? Australia this You're year, prepping. Japan next year. Oh, there you go. And we're, you... we're going to Defcon 1 as well, which is in the Netherlands next year as well. I don't know what that is. It's a big hardstyle festival. Oh, my God. Like Jason, I was like, like "Should we just go?" I was like, "Yeah, go." Well, like happy hardcore or something. No, like you know, like proper like. Oh, like, you're heavy shit. Yeah. No, not like death. Oh, I wish I was death. I wish I was like a lawn ashore <sighs> festival. I'd be all yeah. over that. A lawn ashore festival. It's like that's it's never like, going to be a thing. I'm oh, sorry. one day in my eyes, it is. It's like death metal, screamo, hard style, sad songs. What I do. <laughs> what what, what real come down? That's like, literally what I listen to. Big drop off at the bottom to sad songs. You build up to it. I literally listened to a playlist called Sad Songs to someone, Cry Do Part 1. Someone said about your Spotify playlist that it had a bit of a kind of weird start, slow kind of sad start to yeah, it. Yeah, that's what, because we did it with the intention of... Uh, like, you did? I wanted to lift people up from the beginning. Yeah, I thought we were going like, to ease into it. So what I did is like, the first five songs like kind of ease into it, like warm-up songs, yeah? Like a bit slow, a bit sad, then suddenly hype, hype, hype. And then, Why the uh, fuck do you want a sad song for your warm-up? You want to be uplifted and ready no, to I fucking like, go. No, I want to need to channel nah, emotion. Now nah, the pain keeps yeah. me going. Yeah, I thought about putting some Hans Zimmer at the beginning of mine, you know, oh, restart it off. Bits. Give me the <laughs> Interstellar soundtrack and I will <laughs> scream. Um, yeah, I wanted a bit, bit a mixture of, of like a bit of. Bangs. Honestly. I just can't. Sorry, I completely derailed you. Where are you going with yours? Yeah, I was going to say, like, I wanted like a bit of a dynamic mix, but then halfway through I got bored and just kind of threw some random shit in there. So if anyone's changing shit about my playlist, throw a hand, see what happens. There you go. I've been playing a bit of Vinaldi on the piano, if you like a bit of that sort of vibe. That's kind of like this Hans Zimmer vibe. I was going to say, is that a Lorna Shaw song? Because I don't know. No. It. I know Chopsticks on the piano. Cool. I know Chop Suey. Had my piano tuned, had my piano tuned this week. That was fun. That Another thing he's done. <laughs> Another. Level, level four piano <laughs> Yeah, I'm a level six piano <laughs> tuner. I did all the piano grades when I was a kid, so... You know. That was a long time ago. You still remember? Yeah. Do they even have pianos then? That's it's like, like, it's like over 20 years ago. Willy oh, Mammoth Bones. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sorry. Subject. 
Number one. Disrespect. Yeah, yeah, it's always disrespect in this family. So It's actually funny that number one is about qualifications and he is a level four piano tuner. He's also a level six No, ski- I'm not a level skier. four piano tuner. I had my <laughs> piano tuned. End of story. Just man, how have you got all these qualifications and things that are completely irrelevant to fitness? But you're doing a fitness podcast. We need to get you a PT qualification. <laughs> would, That's what we need. A B-Tech. A B-Tech. Yes, sports. I've done a lot of things in my time. Okay, is that a problem? You no, know? I like it. I think it adds a bit of spice. The, I was in the music industry for like you know ten years. So. Uh, you said I should be a celebrity. Yeah, people used to ask me for autographs. Fucking right. <laughs> people will nearly asked you for an autograph. Oh no, that's happened before actually. No, it hasn't. Uh, twenty was it twenty seventeen? He remembers it well. I think it was Body Power twenty seventeen. Did they man. come up to you like, oh my- Bod- you were at Body Power and someone wanted your signature? Someone, I was oh my god, the- you're the guy that did the kickflip. <laughs> Guys, I want to let you know my kickflip was fucking clean, just to clarify. But uh, yeah, I walked into, well, I want to say her name was Valerie or something. And I walked in, and we were walking into Body Power. She was like, oh my God, I follow you on YouTube. I was like, who, who? I was like, Lou, look at me. I was like, shit. And we were the boys. She was like, can I get your autograph? I was like, oh, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how so to do your autograph. Who's, so it was a Body Power leaflet where they had all the athletes, and you would sign like the the like the like signature underneath the athlete. I was Simeon Panda that day. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Simeon I can see the resemblance. Panda. I was Simeon, Simeon Panda. Yeah, similarly natural. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Panda. he was one of those ones, wasn't yeah. he, that just big time... 22-inch arms claims natural. Him and Ulysses and... Oh, I love him. I actually love him. He got called out for having really bad gyno on yeah, stage. Yeah, I remember that. So, yeah, that's just natural gyno. I'm like, Charles, you're on so much gear, I can literally taste the radio. <laughs> can you quickly activity. just tell uh, the uneducated what gyno is, please? Gynecomastia is a build-up of, like breast tissue underneath you like literally the nip, start the, to grow uh, breast nipple. tissue yeah and yeah. it's usually due to hormonal fluctuations largely estrogen and prolactin from my reading and that's commonly associated with performance enhancing drugs because obviously when you got it, testosterone it can occur naturally it did i got had re- i yeah. had gyno when i was going through puberty yeah they thought oh, that's was, quite common yeah you have a, a firmness don't you oh they thought it was breast cancer Fucking what? Did I not tell you about this? You're this. You you were you were a young man. How have they not figured out what it was? By I, the no, I was like twenty. So I was like twenty, and then colorful. yeah, it really is. <laughs> so I was, and I had it for like over a year, and it really hurt, as in like yeah. horrendously painful. And then I went to um, I went to the doctor. I was like, boys, this is this is a bit much, man. It really hurt. Someone nipple crippled me as well. Oh, and I that, bet that was yeah, painful. Oh, and they cried. Yeah. And then I went to the doctor, and they're like, okay, Harry, we're going to refer you. I was like, fine, no sweat. And I get a call like two weeks later from a hospital saying, Harry, we need you to come in for a biopsy. I was I like, why do you do that? Why do you do that to my tit? And they're like, yeah, we need to screen you for breast cancer. I was like, imagine that I had my Snapchat ready about to be like, guys. <laughs> and then I went in. But Jason <laughs> Content is me. content. Literally, Jason came with me. And I think I was 20. I must be, yeah, I must be about 20 because Jason and I became friends at 19. And I tell you now, Friend. that was one of those painful experiences of a my biopsy. life. Biopsy, I've never had one. Honestly, I mean, horrendous. so I'm lying there on the, on the bed. And she looks at me, she goes, this is really going to hurt. And I'm really sorry. And I was like, brilliant. Thanks for making me feel great. And I'm, she, I'm relaxed. Yeah, literally. And this fat off needle. I mean, like. It's like quite thick. It's like, it's thick. Almost, it's like a straw. I've yeah, had that, you can I've see had that done in my finger. Oh, it was Ooh. thick. And then she goes yeah. into, my, into my nipple. Like, not the tip of the nipple, but like the pink. On the, uh, yeah. <laughs> and she stabs, she goes, are you ready? I was like, just do it, please. And she stabs it, and I'm there like, that really hurt. But she hadn't even gone through the lump at this point. She just actually pierced the nipple. And I was like... And then she goes, three, two, boom. I was like... And I was like, I'm there. Like, the whole time, I'm literally just there. My new friend's there. I can't cry. No, he wasn't. I literally, my face didn't change. Oh I was like God. this. I was like... And she went in. And they, then they went in and out because they had to get enough cells on the yeah, thing. Yeah. And they pulled out and just bled everywhere and had bruised nipple for about a week. That was it. Okay. And then, luckily, it wasn't cancer. 
but that's pretty much what happened. If it gets really bad, that you have to surgically remove the yeah. tissue, don't they? Because it won't, won't reduce in size. It was actually, I think they put down to, the, like, it was heightened prolactin. Then when I went on loads of antidepressant medication, like, the year after, um, it shot my prolactin up even higher. Uh, it was like 1,500. Do you think it, maybe it, it tanked your testosterone a little bit, so then... Uh, I I think my testosterone got checked. It was always blessed. So okay, I, and I was I cannot wait for your autobiography in years to come. The, the story of Harry Moore will be just so colourful. I've got so, so many things I can never share publicly. I just so many things I can't share. Your school days. Do it. Do it as a ghostwriter and just change all the names. I'm gonna do it, and then when I'm like on my deathbed, I'm gonna be like, now you can release it. Everyone be like, you are strange. I, I, you strike me as someone who probably needs that to employ that service that if you die by accident, they swoop in and basically get rid of any weird evidence of strange shit that you've done. 100%. So you're going to need that, aren't you? His mum. That's why I've got um, Austin, if you're listening. That's your job, thanks. To swoop in and just clear all your internet history, just burn all your, all your belongings, all the stuff in that bottom drawer that no one's allowed to go in. I like all the hats. I'm very king at all the hats. I'm a curious man. I like seeing what's going on in the world. Good. You're, That's yeah. a very diplomatic answer. Right. Thanks. I've got. I've been practicing. That's quite, quite, quite enough. Okay. Of that. okay sorry. I'm going to hit us with a. <laughs> and we're going to move on to the next sub. The first subject. In we fact. didn't even get to the first. We didn't subject. even get there. So, Michael, if you could lead with this one, please. Okay. So we wanted to talk about qualifications, and I've actually done some notes on this. So I thought it would be good to discuss do we think qualifications are important in our industry because that's all we can really talk about. Well, we can probably start by saying that I have no qualifications in fitness. Get and, him out. And yet I'm still <laughs> sat here and you guys take and you guys take me seriously. Uh, yeah, we do. You're a serious uh, man, serious operator. I was forced into this. I didn't have choice. <laughs> you can write help on that bit of paper to the screen. I think, I think uh, the way I see qualifications is like a driver's license. Just because you have one doesn't mean you're a good driver, but you need one to legally drive sort of thing. So when it comes to like influencers and stuff, selling programs online, I don't really like them doing so if they aren't qualified to do so. But flip around, I also fully acknowledge that qualifications don't necessarily mean, I guess, yeah. uh, quality of information. I've seen Joel Seedman, PhD in kinesiology, pushes a lot of shit. He's got a PhD. You got a PhD? I've not got a PhD. You got a PhD? I don't have a PhD fat do you know what I mean like but and he's just full of crap but then i also know people who aren't qualified that know a lot of shit do you know what I mean so but again i think if you're selling something you should probably be qualified mm. just to say you've got that driver's license so you can drive that car i think a qualification indicates a level of competency yeah I, which I agree. standardizes things and helps i agree my problem with the fitness related qualification especially for your average pt out there is that qualification can be obtained in as like little as a couple of weeks mm. and it's the not it, all of them but a lot of them are just absolute nonsense and and so ultimately if you've got your pt level three it basically i think we've talk, talked about this before on the show it basically just means that you're now officially let set loose to become a pt at any gym and people unsuspecting public going in there are going to look at you as the as the or oracle, oracle of information yeah. and all, all of pts are the same you all have the same understanding you all have the same ability it's like well no i've seen i've seen people pts in the gym like a, a punter will come up to them and ask them what the um you know your standard roman chair back extension ask them oh what does this do and they've just like bold as brass said to them oh this is for doing your abs you lean back on it and and I yeah. just, I'm, I'm just at the opposite end of the gym like what what 
Well, yeah, I, I think the level three qualification really, I mean, it must be like a level standard, like biology and a little bit of exercise if science. That. Like if it's, that, it's really, yeah. and like, but if, if I did that, then people, then I'd suddenly be allowed to be well, a legally. P- yeah. You would I'd be legally sued. Be al- yeah. Really. I'd It'd be, be allowed, harder to sue you. I'd be allowed to be a PT, which is fine. And that's why I've never been a PT because I, you know, I'm not qualified. It's like what I said to Ryder, because obviously Ryder's doing his level three at the moment. I said, mm. Ryder, you're going to have to dumb yourself down for this. I hope you know that. Because a lot of the stuff that they would teach me and the syllabus would teach, I completely disagree with. And we actually know to be wrong. Mm. For example, when they talk about, even gave me an example of optimizing rest periods for hypertrophy. The, uh, the example they gave was less than a minute. So, but we, research has actively proven that's not correct. Mm. But you present them with that, they're like, no, we have to for the syllabus. And that's the thing, it's the syllabus. Yeah. And that's the thing that's been approved and accredited. Yeah. And then that's nice this is the right. issue. I, I, I said years ago to one of the PTs that I was um, hiring, I said to him, just get, get your tickets, you don't get sued. But really, that level three, that should be taught at like school. Like I think most people should acquire most of that knowledge because just think like if you left school knowing roughly speaking how to build an okay program, how nutrition, basic nutrition worked, how to build muscle, you could then probably just jump into a gym with a membership and give it a good go. Yeah, you, yeah, you probably would need to invest in a PT or anything. And it would push the standard up of PTs yeah. because then you would need to go and get applied biomechanics as like yeah, yeah. the standard because most people get taught what you get taught. Three. the way i kind of see things with qualification is ultimately you need to qualify you need to get the qualification to start your journey to start your mm. learning journey so yeah you, definitely it's like okay you're qualified now you start learning yeah you know i mean i think a lot of it is like you, P, pts will get this qualification as they think oh becoming a pt is a good job and i can make good money out of it they get the qualification and then they sit back with that and expect everything just to unfold mm. automatically yeah. well it, it doesn't no. and it's all about training on find even finding a niche let's say maybe you want to move more specifically into kind of uh you know athletics or boxing uh, uh, forms of training or you know aesthetics or whatever it whatever it is find you know a niche of sorts is, is one good thing and another good thing is what mike does and that's just constantly learn about the body the biomechanics the nutrition all that sort of the stuff thing is, the good thing is mike goes through courses and chooses courses they're actually credible because there are a lot of shit courses out there as well, yeah you know. but yeah. it might choose is like this is good one and like this is this is solid and he'll invest it's quality over quantity sort of thing mm. um but i honestly the prime example of like the standard of pts obviously it depends on the gym you go to but pure gym for example they hire anyone and everyone they don't give mm. a shit what you know ultimately a lot of those kind of big commercial gyms aren't actually hiring you because you're a pt they're hiring you because you're going to keep the gym floor clean yeah, yeah. That, that you are customer a, you, service you are really a cleaner yeah. Um, you're a babysitter and, as well yeah. you just look after the gym no disrespect like, there are some no, great no, no, coaches no. that work at that stair that's where I started yeah that's where I started as well but I, I know what you mean like it's very easy to then you wear the uniform all of a sudden it's like the, yeah. the whole thing like when, when people put on a police uniform it's like now you're a police officer the it's thing like is, you're on, you can do what you want it's like PTs now in a gym wearing a, a PT uniform it's like mm, yeah. I think careful the sad reality is it's because it's actually really hard to get a job as a PT without any experience, whereas that's where Pure Gym comes in. Mm. You don't need any. But this, the sad thing on top of that is some of the PTs they hire is straight up dangerous. And I can give examples. I won't give names, obviously. But when I started in Pure Gym, there was a, I remember walking through that door for my interview and the guy, one of the guys who taught me to PT was walking out. I said hi to him. And then fast forward, when I told him that I'd left, he said, I nearly told you when you started, please don't work here. And then one of the guys I got speaking to, a PT, first day there on shift, came up to me, hi, nice to meet you, I'm blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. 
chatting, chatting, chatting. And within five minutes, he tried to sell me Winstroll. <laughs> and then he was also wow. like his... Um, That's a drug. His One of his clients was my friend's sister. And she had really bad knee problems. And he was like, okay, we're going to get you doing jump squats and things like that. And she was in agony, like really bad. And she messaged me saying, Harry, can I ask you your advice? Is this good? I was like, no. And he was putting his client doing so much shit, trying to sell gear to his clients. And I even, I stalk his Instagram every now and then. And he is such a dangerous PT. It hurts me. And the guy who taught me to PT taught this guy as well. He failed his course five times on the sixth time pass. And he, the guy who the teacher said to him you're not safe to go into the industry i will help you i will guide you but i think you need to do additional learning because i think you're really going to harm somebody yeah you completely ignored him went straight into a pure gym it's job so dangerous that's the difference between being able to retain information and pass an exam and then actually apply information yeah. to what's happening in front of you that's what makes a good coach anyone yeah. can pass the exam like chris you could probably sit the exam oh yeah and easy. probably pass like right now if i put one in front of you you could probably pass because you understand the principles of it but then there's all the other nuances of being a coach which they don't teach on the course which i um, mean there's there's still the whole batter of interpersonal skills that are very important to be a good coach yeah, as well. yeah. people like, buy coaches not coaching you've got to get on with the coach i see this guy was a really friendly guy and that's i think what sold like how he managed to get his because he was very pushy right but not like come me he'd walk up to them like hi you've got really really chatty really kind get into conversation he's like oh come for a trial session he's like oh you know a nice guy i will and that's how he kind of lured people in mm. also ended up getting him fired didn't i because i called man his bullshit and then uh, in front of the manager and then he got fired felt really bad but it kind of deserves to be called out to us. I, I do dangerous. think I do think some of that will in the industry will slowly weed itself out as yeah. the consumer gets smarter and they kind of know dog shit training when they see it. But yeah, there's still I even see it now on the gym floor. You see someone programming something for someone that's way out of their capability, and you're like, yeah. you're doing more harm than good there. But you 100%. think that just because the person's tired and having a hard time, that the exercise must be effective. And the other thing to remember is it is very much trial and error if you're a new pt you are not expected to know everything none of us know everything we have so much more to learn and we've been mm. in the for over 10 years it's just you have to learn when things go wrong and turn a mistake into a lesson but also continue adding to your knowledge and also trying shit on yourself definitely like if something doesn't work for you because oh this exercise is really bad actually i'm not sure about this there's a fair chance for some people it may not work as well you've got to take that into consideration but then flip around is also goal dependent biomechanics depend and stuff like that so given that our listener base is probably more the clientele than the pt well in most cases what to look for in a good PT? what to look for and how to go about it because you know ultimately i think for me you've just got to ask questions but yeah. what are the questions are you going to ask these pts how long have you been qualified uh you know what do you specialize in see i think one of the first questions i would go to is this is my goal how would you suggest we try and get to it? Sort but of then they're not going to know. They're not going to know the but answer. It's just quick because I think ultimately, if it ever sounds too good to be true, then because ultimately, if you say, "What do you specialize mm. in?" Anyone can say shit. They don't know if you're telling the truth or not. I think it's like this is where I want to be. How do we get there? Yeah. And let's say, "Oh, we get you in there four weeks. We put you on this. We do cardio only." Then you're like, mm, "That does sound a bit too good to be true." Probably been off, mate. Or then you just ask someone else, like, "Oh, my PT, this PT said this. Is this true?" Message us. You will go go to PT saying, "I want to lose weight." How can I get there? They'll say this and this. You send us a message to the Pump Fiction Pod on Instagram, and then just say, "Look, this is what the PT said. Is this nonsense or has he got a fair point?" Mm. And then you say, "Actually, you know, they're, they're chatting good stuff." I think we would like to quite challenge some of the stuff that you guys uh, have, you know, been told in the past that you've been unsure about. We'd be, we, you know, we, we're f ultimately 
we get off on we're fascinated by fitness and training and all the nuances all the stuff that we talk about it fascinates us mm. so if you want to bring stuff to us to talk about or that you're unsure of we're gonna we're gonna sit and we're gonna pull it apart and we're gonna try and explain it for you so come could, to us it could be quite a good segment for a podcast episode do you mean like almost yeah. debunk like end of the episode here's a myth and misconception yeah. let's debunk it let's pull it apart i think i think one thing you could definitely maybe not even say ask a coach just go off a referral like, testimonials are huge if, if you know someone that's worked with a coach and it seems like you're quite happy with the result that they've gotten or the methods like that can be sometimes a good way to go find a coach well, because this, this is helps. something that we spoke about in a previous show and i was going to say this before it's the before and after photo and i'm not saying that because obviously a testimonial in itself i think something that's been said is good so obviously you get the quotes where people have said i've worked with such and such for x amount of time they achieved these results for me it was a great process i feel so much better also before and after pictures are fine as long as they're trustworthy because mm. we've said and before variables are consistent yeah. same place same sort of time six weeks apart and like, they're realistic it's and yeah. it's a because you know at the end of the day like sometimes you'll get a testimonial where it will say i worked with this person for a year and we achieved this and to some people that might seem like a long amount of time but to me i think it shows that you know maybe a plan from a coach shouldn't be a six-week plan maybe you should be looking to get a coach for a long period of time in order to learn in order to you know to do things slowly because ultimately the quicker you try and go about getting to your goal the more likely you are to fail or to just go back to how you were before yeah mm. no, i agree I, I none of my clients work on a on like a, on like a time frame like that we go on a month to month like they they talk about what they want to achieve i give them a rough estimation how long i think it will take to get there but i'm like you might want to tack on a bit of time there because life life yeah, gets in the way really way the um, other thing to remember is that with pt it's tricky because you are only in control of them for a certain period of time in a week. So you say you train someone for two hours a week. You can only really see what they're doing for those two hours a week. You can you can tell them what to do elsewhere. Whether they listen to it is, is another story. No, you can help them build strategies and yeah. systems, but and yeah, ultimately, them. yeah, and educate them. But ultimately, it is down to them. Education for me is a great thing. If you're going to a personal trainer and in that session, all they're actually doing is just tiring you out and burning calories then you're taking nothing away from that session. And ultimately, yeah. when you stop paying that PT, you've gained nothing other than the fact that you burnt a few calories. If you're going to a PT and they're actually teaching you technique, they're giving you advice, they're talking about your nutrition in between sets and stuff, they're just basically giving you you know, life tools from their background and educating you, then let's say you can only afford to be with that PT for a couple of months, let's say, or even a year. Milk it. Learn as much Learn as you possibly as can. Mu ask questions. Honestly. But you need to become fascinated with this stuff because if you do, you'll end up like me, someone who ultimately has no qualifications, but I've done so many different things within the industry of fitness. I feel like my brain has absorbed so much of it because I asked questions. That's the thing. I always say if you can't justify, if the PT can't justify what they're doing, this applies to everyone and everything. If you can't justify what you're doing, you probably shouldn't do it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like a simple, why are we doing this exercise? Okay, well, I don't know. Well, that's a shit answer. Yeah, there's there's two other things I would think of from a consumer point of view. Observe, like watch a PT on the floor with other clients. See if if you like the way that they come across. Does the client seem like they're having fun, or at least seem like they're enjoying what they're doing? Seem like they, they actually get on well. Yeah. Um, another thing: how many questions does the coach ask? If mm. you if you go and speak to a coach who just gives you answers all the time and doesn't ask you any questions, or very often not yeah. try yeah. and dive for information and try and get data from you. 
that would be a red flag for me. Yeah, just simple things like how's this feeling? Anything holding you back? Do you feel yeah. any any niggles anywhere? No, no, it feels good. Oh, I feel like my left shoulder is okay. Talk to me about the left shoulder. When did that happen? Just just dissecting. One hundred percent. Because most yeah. people, let's say you're training just a normal gym goer, and they say they probably got a dodgy shoulder, but they won't tell you because they just think it's nothing. You say, okay, everything feels okay. Yeah, no, good. Body's not feeling too fruity and nothing's going on. Actually, yeah, my left shoulder feels yeah, a bit tight. My shoulder did this there, the other day. There we, yeah, <laughs> like, I did what? a backflip on my shoulder the other day. It's like, oh, there we go. Okay, let's talk about that. Oh, it happens quite a lot, actually. Okay, I didn't, didn't know this yeah. before. Let, let's dissect it. Just you, It's ultimately an exchange of information. You need to gather as much information mm. about each other as possible and also about what you're doing. Well, yeah, because coaching a lot of is guesswork. Like you're yeah. applying knowledge you have, but it is it is individualized to each yeah. person, so it's guesswork. So if the coach doesn't ask questions, isn't have a curious mind, doesn't want to know things, yeah, for me that would be a massive red flag. Because even in the consultation, if you say something that would be of interest to them, they should ask and tell me what you think about that. Like it might yeah. be something as simple as, "Have you tried to get in shape before?" Yes how did that go for you mm. rather than well don't worry this time we're going to do it it's we get like, you absolutely shredded guys <laughs> yeah. come on and then because they, they might you might divulge some information that was like a roadblock which they could over, help you overcome this time but they never would have got to that point if they didn't ask the question also another thing to consider is don't don't neglect the value of a relationship like I hate this bullshit of like oh a coach shouldn't be your friend they should be there just to you should trust you. them though you, like I think you can be friends with your coach like my, my coach for example we started as coach like you and Ryan. He's one of my best friends now. Love him to bits. Do you yeah. know what I mean? He's a solid dude because he not only is he solid because he cares about me physically, but he also cares about my health, my mental health, all sorts. And he wants me to achieve stuff. But we also just chat about. We hang out. We go to cinema together. But the thing is, we're. I'm not saying you do that with your PT. I'm just saying, like for example, yeah, with yeah. Like a coach. We're like we, you know, we, you know, we understand each other. Yeah. So therefore, you know, other people that don't really understand why we do what we do or why we are how we are. No one really talks to us about our feelings and that sort of thing. They don't really understand what we go through as people. Whereas when you're surrounded by other fitness people, they appreciate that, especially when you're in the middle, in the midst of a, you know, working towards a goal or something, they realize the potential mental pitfalls that are mm-hmm. included in that. So to surround yourself with the right kind of people in your circle, if you're focused on uh, achieving a certain goal, like for example, if you, if, I see so many uh, clients of friends that fail simply because they live in a household or they're married to or their partner doesn't support their goal. So therefore, yeah. so therefore they end up failing because their partner wants to go out for a meal or doesn't like the food that their partner who's mm. trying to be healthy is cooking and all that sort of stuff. It's like, it's like trying to quit smoking when, you, when your other half is a smoker. It's not yeah. going to happen. It causes conflict as yeah. well. I, yeah. always, I actually say this to clients. I say, have you spoken to people in your circle about what your intentions are? Yeah. Because they can sometimes sabotage on purpose because they get jealous or they don't like what you're doing. And sometimes people sabotage without even realizing it. they like, don't understand. Just like what Chris said, like, oh, can we, not, can we just go out again tonight? Go on, it's Friday. And then you're sat there thinking, yeah. no, actually, I really do need to do it this way today. And they, they're not bought into what you're doing and it, it can conflict. Well, anyway, we didn't intentionally mean to move on to talking about that. Obviously, we're talking about qualifications. Yes. Um, but do we feel like we've ticked enough boxes with the qualification chat? Yeah, I think ultimately, I think maybe the conclusion is qualifications are certainly important, but almost don't place too much value on them don't. in sense like the PhD example. Just because you've got a PhD doesn't mean you actually mm. know a lot. You're probably very good at that specific field. Bear in mind, PhD isn't just... A PhD is very isolated to a to a niche topic in many cases. They're probably really good at that. It doesn't mean they're good at everything. And what you say all the time is that just because they're, they're qualified 
doesn't actually mean they're a good coach in the sense that they may not have the personal skills as well because you don't you can't get qualifications of being just a solid person some people are just addicted to learning things I have to say a little part of me is a little bit like that I love yeah, no, acquiring I knowledge and if you don't if they never apply it they're not a good coach they just, yeah. they're just gathering information for themselves I would say qualifications are good because they show professional responsibility you have a level of competency that person know you know that they probably know the general things however show your receipts what are their referrals like do they how long do their clients stay with them these kind of things are really important as well that i think but yeah, yeah yeah no i back it i'm into it well well done that's good i'm happy with that what's next uh sleep topic, topic, fit trackers that one topic yeah. number two is um we're going to be talking about fitness trackers because i just bought a new one a new garmin phoenix I got nothing and to be honest That's i was i was very much in harry's ballpark for years i haven't had one i've not had one. i used to bend off though yeah and and part of me i've only ha- i've had this for a couple of days and i'm already oh, i'm already worrying whether i should have it all oh, the gear, okay. no idea. Remember that? Yeah, that before, no, that's really. an interesting. Are you placing too much thing. value and importance on the data it's giving you? Well, no. I so I want to talk about the pros and cons of them because I've I I just suddenly realised how much. I uh, actually I did have one about ten years ago when they were really new, like the early Garmin's and stuff. And I've just remembered how I used to just look at it all the time and look at the yeah. data all the time. Paralysis by analysis. Yeah, some people get anxious about that. So yeah. I was speaking to someone who used to with their Fitbit you used to be really on it with the sleep because obviously it does the sleep cycle stuff they used to get anxiety about going to bed because they knew their Fitbit was going to come back with a negative result the next day and I was like it's not good I've heard a similar story there was a book I read it was about tech and being hooked mm. to tech and this woman said she literally got addicted to getting her steps in to the point where she would stop doing other things to go and get her steps in and it was just showing how far you can take it if you're not hashtag grindset yeah so my in my initial thing I want to say is that I do think they're good because obviously I've started running recently and I was having to run with my phone in order to track my distance and get my numbers and all that sort of stuff. I think with certain sports, they're very, very useful, running especially or anything yeah. that's kind of time related, it, that has a value. And also being able to monitor my heart rate whilst doing those activities makes me know how I'm progressing with that because obviously if I if I do a run and I'm in, and it's and I look at the heart rate and it's ridiculously high it means that I should probably reduce my pace and build up to that pace mm. so it's stuff like that where you can actually apply the science behind it with the, with the heart rate and the effort level and your stamina and all that sort of stuff so what does yours actually do what does yours track them like obviously heart rate loads of stuff um it does like uh pulse oxygen oh wow um okay. it can do stamina monitor your stamina um i could i could probably pull up a ton, a ton. this one's got like alt- altimeter and all that sort Jesus. of stuff so mine doesn't do much <laughs> it doesn't well, tell the probably, time what, it, what have you got this is a whoop band so i've heard yeah. about these things it's not actually got a screen has it no 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 so it, it connects to an app and it measures um, your recovery, your sleep, your training, and like your general health markers, so like blood oxygen, heart rate, resting heart rate, things like that. Um, I've worn this for about a year, and I was the same. I never even wore a watch. I didn't wear anything. I just didn't like the feeling of it, and also I just didn't feel like I needed it. It's quite good because it measures things reactively, so it kind of looks at your strain level and says, like, right, the next day you didn't get enough sleep, you kind of overworked your heart a bit. Maybe you need to sleep a bit more today, like the next sleep coming up. Maybe you need to take it easy on your training. Um, I don't really live my life by it. I use it as just a check-in. Like, it'll let me know, oh, your heart rate's very high. And I have to say, it predicted every time I got sick. It knew because my resting heart rate was elevated and it would ping me and just say, 
your resting heart rate's really high at the moment. And I was like, hmm, next couple of days, cold. Well, I just had the vid recently and it just, it just knew all these things. So The thing I quite like about yours actually is it doesn't have a screen. So I can't just kind of like like keep flicking. scrolling. And also all, the yeah. problem, the kind of like more basic issue I now have with mine is it, I can probably, I can obviously turn this off, but it keeps pinging up when I get uh, a text, an email, a notification. And whereas before, obviously my phone's on silent. I don't live and die by that, those notifications. I will check them in my mm. own time. Now my wrist keeps telling me, oh, something's happened, something's happened, something's right. happened. You see yeah. and it, and every ping, ding and ring. It, it kind of makes me feel rude when I'm talking to someone and I'm looking at my watch or something because it's buzzed and shit like that. I mean, it can be quite distracting too, right? Yeah, so I'm probably going to turn off a lot of the notifications. Um but one thing I think, and this has been quite widely reported about fitness trackers, is people, and one of the negative things about them, and I'm not here to say they're negative because I'm fucking wearing one and I really like it, but people stop listening to their own bodily instincts. Yeah, mm. that was one of the notes I made here about them, actually. Um, so people will, like you said, either you know end up focusing on their, t- they'll say, I've done my 10,000 steps today, I don't need to go to the gym. But whereas a normal, in a normal day, they wouldn't have tracked their steps. They'd have probably done their 10,000 anyway without even thinking. And they'd have gone to the gym just because they wanted to go to the gym. Mm. So don't, if you've got one of these, use it for the, you know, the useful stuff for your sport or, or so on. But don't live and die by what it's telling you. Still listen to your body is my, my initial instinct with them. The way yeah. I kind of was approaching them, so I used to have a old Fitbit, but it broke, so I stopped using it. Essentially, I would kind of use it for basic guidelines but wouldn't rely on it so i'd use it to track how many steps i did and to check the time if i couldn't be asked to get my phone out and also to track roughly how much sleep i got just rough mm. rough hours how many hours was i actually kind of asleep and but again i wouldn't rely on it i wouldn't obsess over it it was literally just that i didn't track anything else i didn't care about anything else it's like this is guideline but ultimately how do i feel I feel okay so apparently i didn't get as enough sleep but i actually feel pretty good so it's probably not the end of the world yeah again it's just it's just a, a measure to consider that you can implement to maybe add additional data to your just lifestyle but you shouldn't rely on it as this is gospel yeah there's My- a good there's a good book on it called unplugged actually mm-hmm. that andy galpin wrote and he, he talks about um how it causes like chris said like causes to get out of touch with our instincts and actually it can sometimes create goals which cause anxiety because all of a sudden now you're tracking your steps every time you don't hit ten thousand, the guilt you're like, oh, I've been really lazy today. Yeah. You're like, well, no, you still did 8,000 steps. That's still really good. You're like, yeah, but I didn't get the 10. Didn't get the fireworks. Yeah. So I hate myself now. <laughs> yeah, you feel like you failed, essentially. Yeah. My, my one has this thing called a body battery, where obviously Ooh. it kind of shows like a battery gauge, effectively up to 100. And if I don't get enough sleep, then it essentially, I haven't recovered my, I, like, so I did, I had a shit sleep last night because I got in late after skiing. And I only able to get like um, five, five and a half hours sleep. Level six, guys. Just want everyone to know <laughs> level he's level six. six ski. Last last podcast, he was level four. Level six now. Level six did two in his sleep. Yeah. Well, he didn't sleep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway. Ski, ski's a level six. Chris, actually. He's a level so, six. Yeah. So therefore, I woke up with my body battery at 81 as opposed to 100 as it was the night before. Still a bit did you tried. feel? Did you actually feel like oh, it was mate, less though? Yeah, I felt like I knew it was a shit sleep. Right. And and you can look at it and you can see the deep sleep and the REM, yeah. uh, uh, rapid eye movement sleep and so on. Anyway, so this body battery is on 32 now. 
and I've got to go climbing for two hours later. So I'm pretty sure that by the time I crawl into bed later, it's going to be fucking on the floor. The battery's going to be rubbish. The thing you've got to remember, guys, is train insane or remain the same. <laughs> Can we just clarify that is the yeah. motto we're going by today? Um, yeah. I, I think, they're good, like Chris said, they're good for queuing, sensing, and learning. Like, if you can build the... Like, I use mine to help with habits. So I know then if I'm getting... My sleep cycle's consistent because it will tell me that my sleep health is good. So I know that I'm getting to bed around the same kind of time, kind of getting up at the same kind of time. It's really helped me with that. It's helped me understand a little bit better about sleep hygiene. So trying a little bit better to actually yeah, get fucking quality. Fucking wash, man. Yes, you have a lovely stink. You dirty pig. You dirty pig. <laughs> Having an actual good sleep like regime. So no screens in bed. I don't have a TV in the bedroom. Like I try not to look at interesting, my phone at all. Interesting stat. Apparently... If you have a TV in the bedroom, you have 33% less sex. That makes sense. That whole like... Watch how, how can I have 33% less sex and zero? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Do you have a TV? In, do you have screens in your room? He's got like, th- he's got like eight screens in his room. That's, got, so room, so no, took, that's in the... That's in the you took all your screens Vir- away, you Virgin might just corner. find a woman I, um, in your bed. Nah, or a man, no, whatever you're nah, into. No, nah, I don't want to be having a heartbreaking. I can't do that. No, I actually do have a TV in my room, but it's never been plugged in. There you go. It's not even plugged in. It's so never, I forgot it was even there. The, the other thing I will say on fitness trackers as well is don't rely 100% on the data because it's not always accurate yeah, it, as well. The, the thing I always approach it with is don't let data determine how you feel. Hmm. In the sense that, like I said, how you, what your body tells you is probably the most important gauge of information for a lot of people, especially if you're good at understanding your body. Yeah. If you don't feel good, you probably don't feel good for a yeah. reason. If you feel good, but then the fitness track says, oh, you didn't sleep very well, don't allow that to make you feel bad. And, and that happens. There is a, a psychological lot. phenomenon where that happens, where like you're like, I feel great. Oh, no, my phone says I'm not oh, feeling good. Oh, actually, feel, you know what? Yeah. I do feel a bit shit. Now, now you come to mention it. It's that whole, like, it's a helpful guy, but a better master. Yeah. Technologies like that, if you're not careful, yeah. it, can, it can completely control you. So there are pros and cons to them. I'm enjoying the pros and I'm going to try and like get, you know, at the end of the day, they'll probably help you get some good habits. Mm. If you look at your sleep and you're probably going to gauge that you're not getting enough and things like that. And it might, sometimes they'll give you a little alert to say, go, you know, time to get ready for bed sort of thing. Yeah, quite, mine does that. And actually this now is my alarm because it vibrates. Yeah, that's quite So cool. it doesn't oh, wake good. me up like with the whole like. Well, that's quite nice actually. Which yeah. it's like a, like a haptic alarm. It's just a vibration. That's it's quite actually nice, really yeah. nice. Yeah. So Can you, is that is that why you sleep with it around your cock? Uh, no, that's for other reasons. Okay, fine. They're speaking about woolies. That's why everyone's it's better it. than you speaking about your bum holes. Oh, so but there it is. Oh, Chris, all <laughs> you do is speak about bum holes, Chris. Come on now, grow up. Um, can we just quickly talk about the fact that you matched with someone on a dating app and then and then deleted it because you panicked because they were too good looking? 100% what's the problem with that? Why did you, why? That's the modern world, isn't it? Look, guys, I'm not here about... Look, anxiety. I have enough anxiety you, in my life. You matched with someone that you claimed to be, like, outstandingly good-looking, and yeah, they clearly I'm liked you, and then you, you, sh- you basically shit the bed and got rid did of them. Did they message you? Yeah, we, we chatted back yeah. then, back in the day. And uh, <laughs> I... Uh, yeah, no, I... Did I'm you not, get a number? Yeah, 100%. Um, so you got a number, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Did you delete the number? Yeah, 100%. Straight in the bin. You know what you need to do? You need, to send, you need to send us the number and we'll nah. store it in a safe space so that when you're ready, nah. we send the numbers back to you. Look, my anxiety is high enough as it is. I don't like... I'm not... I'm me, not and, me and Chris, will meet them. We'll go together. We'll meet them we for can, a coffee we'll, and we'll vet them for you. We can do like that Serrano... F- can uh, you meet my parents, please? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, here's the... Yeah, Sorry, we, we don't think we're going to take you to the next round. My, Harry's not ready for this. <laughs> my anxiety is already... I'm, I'm, I'm anx- anxiety is a thing for me. It's, it's life at the moment. Always has been. Are you all right? I, I'm blessed at the moment. Well, now I am. Because <laughs> everyone's in the bin. But yeah, I... Uh, 
I, I don't want to risk ever making that worse because then my training suffers, my YouTube suffers, so my career, my... You're worried you're going to get too happy that you're just not going to take it a bit seriously. No, it's more that I'm worried I'm going to get too heartbroken and anxious No, but breakups sad. make bodybuilders, mate. That's yeah, how Yeah, breakups just make me want to do bad things to myself. That's what, that's what happens all the time. So Get I'm, in the gym, mate. Lift some iron. I go in the gym mate, six days a week anyway. I can't go there anymore. There is a seventh day there. It's not go optimal. It. <laughs> I've got to find the balance between optimization and being sad. Over-optimization. Well, I'm sorry for delving into your romantic <laughs> endeavours. I don't have any romantic endeavours. That was a firecracker of a topic, that one, wasn't it? This we, is why I've touched paper. This we, is why I've now binned off all dating apps and just binned off life. We do care about you deeply. Okay. someone does. We want, we want you to be happy. Speed dating, mate. That's where it's at. That's what you've got to do. See, I just don't... How about just... I've heard on good authority. I've heard... I would, Why I don't would, we, I'd no. love to see you on speed dating. I think actually you'd be... You'd be Look, you're built for thing. it. You can make small talk with anything Look, and anyone. You've got... Uh, <laughs> next. My, next. My idea is this. is <laughs> I spend so much of my life and time speaking to something that doesn't respond to me being a camera. I can if I I can chat to a fucking. You're going to be like one of those um, Japanese people who like marries an inanimate object. Dream. Honestly, my PC, mine. But honestly, like you have it, got a, you have got a female character that like winks at you on the back of your screensaver, haven't I you? I need to have some attention. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> The thing is, Good I morning, I, Harry. I can make conversation with literally a brick wall. Would if you like to turn me on today, Harry? No, thank you. I you got, play Call of Duty. Are you the guy from Ex Machina? That film which has oh, the yeah. This bullying. He seen the new Blade Runner. The remake. Well, uh, uh, yeah, 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 of course, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, so he's got 2049. Yeah, he's got the, um, he's got you, the robot on that, isn't it? Is everyone attacking me? Look. The replicant. Yes, Look, that's the one. But the he, he, it's on the little thing that goes around his room and then he buys her that thing uh, that he puts it in her head and she oh, can yeah. go somewhere and then she, does she die? Can't remember. Oh, let's not get into Heart, it. Heartbreak Good film, happens though. anyway. Good Gr- film. Um, Great yeah, film. If I can't maintain, if, if conversation is dry and I can maintain conversation with a brick wall for over an hour, that's a you problem. That's not a me problem. I want everyone to clarify. You're going to talk regardless of the audience. Yeah, it's, like, I don't care if you care what I'm going to talk about. I care what I talk about. That's so you're going to listen. Right if you go speed dating, you're just going to hold up your phone with one of your episodes and say, look, just watch this for a minute. Yeah. It's fine. Everything well, you need to know is on here. She'll mention something about <laughs> booty bands. But actually done a video on this before yes stats uh, show uh, that uh, on the description max recruitment <laughs> do you want to see a study i've got one saved on my phone yeah anyway before we move on to subject number three because i feel like uh we've done fitness trackers yeah yeah, we have. Smashed yeah. It. we're the best bit of fun there bit send of fun us, send us a pic of your fitness tracker and tag us in it what do you use it for if you can customize the background please put all of our faces on your <laughs> background oh my god yeah and i will send you no, no one's oh. virtual hug. No, oh. no, no one's putting mine, me and Mike on anything. If anyone's no. getting their face on it, it's you with one of your hats on. Isn't it? My forehead's so big, I'll take up the whole screen. We're not, <laughs> we're not the big forehead. deal. We're not the big deal in the room here. <laughs> Done, neither am I. Okay, I'm going to hit you with a Q and A question. Just to, it's Go on. Oh, interspersed. I love it. Tick fire around. Um, someone's asked us about, and this is a subject that I find quite interesting: eating back calories burned. So bad, I think initial bad strategy. So I, I'm going to read it out. I did this during my deficit and I lost weight pretty efficiently, but I've lately been seeing a lot of people saying, do not do this because caloric expenditure data isn't very accurate from things like the Apple watch, which I'm not wearing to Carmen. I'm now in a surplus and burning and building muscle. Should I eat back the calories that my watch thinks I've burned? Uh, I would say short answer. No. Yeah. Back it. Because, it's not, consistent. it's not consistent it's not and also metabolic adaptation your phone your tracker does not take any of that into account your metabolism is very unique like a fingerprint and there's no tech right now that can tell you what that number is so you're better off just 
burning your calories according to your thing as like a bonus use your diet to control yes yeah. use the diet use yes. the diet as yeah. the variable not 100%. your not yeah. your calories burned basically yeah. yeah no i agree but then flip it around is do whatever's what do whatever's works for you yeah yeah like that's how i would approach it personally same as mike and chris but if it doesn't work for you it doesn't work for you you do you yeah yeah, I guess it depends on what your goal is that you're working towards. I say that if you were one, if you were doing from a bodybuilding perspective, I wouldn't do that at all because ultimately you might have to push quite hard with your cardio, with your uh, fat burning or your diet in order to get that that kind of extreme result. So definitely don't do it for that. But for kind of everyday life, and if there's no fixed goal and that stuff, then maybe yeah, you can eat back your calories. But it really depends on mm. which direction you're heading. Yeah, bless, bless. What about any confessions? Are there any confessions? Uh, you guys talk about yourselves while I have a look. I think I don't think we have any. We've We're the three best friends that anyone, anyone can get. Have. We're yeah. the three best friends that anyone could have. No, um, we oh. do need confessions, so you guys need to do a bit of a yeah, job. Yeah, so basically, right. if you've made it this far on any of the platforms that this is featured, uh, go on to, where is it? The link tree on our Pump Fiction Pod Instagram page. Correct. Click on that and submit to gym confessions, which can, which can be anonymous if you want it to be. Just tick the box. Yeah, so any crazy shit that you've seen in the gym, any any, any weird stories, they don't even have to be gym related, just send us your weird confessions. Did I ever say the bullsack story on the podcast? Oh, you know what, you have probably have so many of them. Give us a little sprinkle. Of- when I was at a gym, I'll tell you the gym, Bisham Abbey, you know Bisham Abbey? Yeah. Um, I walked upstairs, so we used to have the, the res- main resistance area was downstairs, and then upstairs was a cardio bit. And as you walk up the stairs, like spiral staircase in the middle of the gym, to your left was like uh, ab mats. And I looked to my left and there was a man lying there in very short shorts, no pants on, and his bull sack was on the floor doing crunches. And you know where you're like, don't want to see that. But then you also know that I can't stop staring. Well, you, you, know can't, you can't stop staring. Yeah, I'm a curious man. I don't know what's going on. You want to assess another man's sack? Yeah, which not <laughs> Wrong with that. I'm very comfortable. You noticed um, I haven't trained in a health club for years, but there was was a fitness first where I grew up, and there was always it's always the old guys with their balls out. Love it. I was just Confidence. about you interrupted me about to say oh, that sorry. there is a direct correlation between age of the person and how naked they get in a changing oh, room. Oh yeah, hundred percent, one hundred. I think you just don't care at that age. The older they get, they just literally strolling up and down, <laughs> literally like that, literally <laughs> blowing in the wind. The thing that I find crazy is that is. There's a lot of situations. There any opportunity to get the sack out? So what it is is, oh hi Chris, nice to meet you. Bed dropping pants. Do you know what I mean? So walk into the change. <laughs> Have room, you seen my balls? <laughs> I'm not even getting change. I've literally walked in here to get a drink. I've dropped my pants to get naked to get that drink. Then put them back on as I leave. Good. There was um, that's not me. That's if I were talk, talking <laughs> of talking of testicles in locker rooms. There was Hello. actually um, something I was watching a, a video. <laughs> more plates, more dates. Shout out Derek. He um, did a video about He's the fruit actually. Um, okay, um, he he did the video recently about that swimmer um, who transitioned from oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, male to female and was like four hundredth collegiate, not very good, became like number one female, and um, they've got a really bad situation. Obviously, the sporting side of it, which you know is a different topic, but at the moment. The girls who are on um, her team yeah. um, feel uncomfortable because like. <clears throat> she still has testicles so she'll be getting changed and getting changed in front of the girls and they don't feel comfortable getting that. And a it's, sack out. It's, it's kind of a difficult one to manage because they're in the right assigned changing room if you think about it that way yeah, but no, then 
it's it's a very it's a tough one it's a minefield and i don't think we're fully equipped to discuss it frankly I no i, I agree I but I it's just on balls and no no no, no just no, maybe think it's about a very that fair, I, didn't, I didn't know about that it's a very fair point it's an interesting topic but again i think as chris said it's it's a minefield. Honestly, yeah, is, I, I wouldn't yeah. even. It wouldn't, I wouldn't have the balls myself to talk about <laughs> no. that subject. See, we did that. No. Yeah. The thing is, Derek, more place, more dates. I really used to rain for the science and stuff, but apparently he started pushing out uh, natural testosterone boosters. Apparently, he's created. You've got to pay the bills, haven't you? Yeah, but that's just. I don't respect the sellouts. No, I know. I know. If you want a natural test booster, do you know what you should take? Dr- steroids. <laughs> I mean, it's a test <laughs> yeah. booster. Bearing in mind, isn't he quite vocal about his yeah he's hammered bear cycles he's on trt so he yeah. has he part is part of a trt clinic and he's pushed out test boosting supplements that he thinks will get your testosterone to x amount nanograms per horny deciliter goat, horny goat weed i think his clay meal increase your nanograms per deciliter to by like two to eight hundred or some shit which is like it's a lot um yeah, that no, is a not. lot yeah. it's not good it's not gonna do that do you know, do you know would actually do that steroids but should you do steroids absolutely not i'm just saying they would but don't. Yeah. But if if any any of you watching this and like, oh, should I get a natural test booster that you can buy off the Amazon? No, shut up. Get don't some do better it. sleep. Yeah, Maybe just, some yeah. more red meat. Control, if that's something you can eat. Control more variables. Mm. Recovery. Talk, like talk, Train harder. Talking of bullshit products that people promote, I got an email from you know Rockstar Energy Drinks. Is oh, it? Yeah. oh yeah, they want to sponsor us. Uh, they offered. They wanted promotion of their new fat burning pills on our podcast. No, no, it wasn't. Oh, wasn't to do with that. Uh, also, fat burning pills. Put them in the bin as well. Just exactly. Do you want, again, thing, do you want a really it? effective fat burning pill? Clenbuterol. Should you take it? Absolutely not. That's not good no, for the that, heart. Tell you what's a really good up. fat burning thing: um, exercise Ooh. and eating less. Yeah, probably eating more, fewer calories. Moving more and eating less. That's Def- a really deficit. good fat burning method. The thing is, you've made a massive mistake there because you've you've presented you've presented the fitness industry with something that's true but is also simple therefore it's stupid oh. and difficult to monetize yeah that's it difficult to monetize can you get it in yeah. pill form if we could no, we could come up with FDA approved we can come up with a pyramid it doesn't scheme even need to, to be approved these uh, days yeah. oh shit me I, I, I'm an arsehole so we already know that so someone on my Facebook oh fuck I love it um, posted I don't know what so they posted that they were battling with um, or they had previously been battling mental health obviously that shit yeah um, all this stuff and I was like oh I'm really interested to like read a bit more because mental health got me interested and um, if people are vulnerable I'm always there to listen sort of thing and then she finished it with but what's really changed my life and helped me overcome (laughs) depression were these pills juice plus <laughs> i don't know what it is uh would it be epic or something like that you heard that one no they're, it's, mate, it's all the same yeah. scheme and just obviously rebranded over and over me again. being the arsehole i obviously mesh i was like, like, like they're so toxic she's they, invited me to the facebook group those those groups are so predatory and they get so defensive when they're called out on it and it's just so like the, the amount of money that costs you to get into these things like even just as a consumer not 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 like when you're trying to be part of the business model because that is also a scam but when you're just taking the supplements it's like the amount of money you drop on that you could probably invest that in a coach yeah and fair point. probably take yeah. it a bit longer initially but long term like you will learn so fastest much. and best are not always the same thing very rarely also, is the same thing all those products are shit anyway they're just filled with like all kinds of garbage stuff that's just not sure, good they give you. you a pill full of flour and you're like well yeah cured. um also i think that oh, i've lost what to say with it um yeah I, i've asked i've been sent an invite to the facebook group which i will be joining for our next episode and uh, apparently, apparently they're providing all the science in that group oh fantastic I get said, on the podcast i said fantastic can't wait to look at the research papers and pick them apart yeah they probably already cherry picked them for you anyway I love 
I love so, it. Can we also yeah. clarify that papers don't mean everything? I want everyone to know that. Like, there's my research. Yeah. It's good, but some some of it's really good. Some of it's cherry picked, and, and some of it is they conducted fifteen hundred studies and they only found two with the positive results. So they'll use those two. And actually, some of the best studies are the ones that have been done over a long time, but then mm. they're open to all kinds of issues, aren't they? Yeah. Errors yes. in collection of data and validity of data. Okay, as Ronnie says, yeah, it's time for subject number three. Probably, what even was? This is a good one because it's about calories on menus in restaurants. We're going to have a big debate about this. So just quickly, uh, government guidelines have changed and any restaurant or restaurant chain which employs 250 people or more now, by law, has to tell you exactly what's in their food. And they, we're talking macros here, we're talking proteins, carbs and fats and calories and all that other stuff. Big question is how accurate is that information? Well, what they technically have to do is that it's very expensive process. Well, big brands won't find it expensive, but you know, normal, like if you're just on the cusp of 250 employees, it's fucking expensive to for them to get that done. It has to be analyzed by a proper company. Okay. And they have to, in order to do that stuff, it effectively has to be like, they don't they like blow up the food inside a special thing? To, to yeah. get the, yeah, the energy value of the food, they literally getting, have to blow it up. I'm yeah, my, it's amazing. My, I'm getting my, my bits and my notes up. So I, I, while you're doing that, I actually broke some of my notes into like some different things for us to talk about. So it's like, what do they think it will do? Why do they think it will work? And then what assumptions they're making? But it's got to be for transparency, surely, just because ultimately we don't... And it's going to force a lot of big chains in order to actually evaluate the nutritional content of food and not Mm. just put out what they think people want to eat. And what's cheap. Yeah, and what's cheap Mm. as well, because ultimately... The fact that they have to do this is going to, you know, if they if they do this analysis and it pulls up the information about their portion of chips being a thousand calories, they're going to shit themselves and go, actually, maybe we should fucking change that. So here's an example. Honest Burger. Have you been to Honest Burger? I haven't yes, actually. I have a few times. Bloody yeah. good burgers yeah. and yeah. bloody good yeah. chips as well. Mm, not fair. They are rosemary salted chips, mate. I think fucking bang. Bit, mm, you know, there's a deadest chips, KFC. Collapsed, awful, horrendous. But that's his, that's a historical fact. They've always been their weakness. No one no, goes no. there for the chips. Some, chips. some, you know what? Someone does, and that makes me feel. Someone's really literally watching this podcast right now, saying, "Fuck <laughs> sake, Sattler with the chips." I, like, go, I go there for the chips and the gravy. <laughs> and then you know what I say? Well, you, um, you're, you're wrong. Just quickly, if you go to KFC for the chips. Let us know. Please stop listening to the podcast. Okay. Or, or, let, or let us know. <laughs> Don't let us know. It's not worth it. Also, another th- before we continue with the conversation, I feel like it's appropriate to throw out like potential trigger warning because we're going to speak a lot about food. We're going to spend go into the realm of I, I know I'm going to go into the realm of eating disordered and disordered eating disordered and disordered eating. So a little, little yeah. trigger warning out there. Just so if like, it's not approach it with an open mind and also and be, al- be careful and also if you feel like this is a, a conversation that you could upset you, please don't continue listening. Please mm. close the podcast. Yeah. Just, yeah. Um, yeah, see you later. Prioritise your mental health over yeah. listening to our nonsense. Well, um, I can't remember what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, Honest Burger. So they evaluated their chips incorrectly initially and thought it was a 1,000 calories a portion. They then realised they'd been... They tested the calories before they were refried for the second time and then they refried them the second time and they shrunk even further and then they became like 600 calories. But what they then posted about saying is it's made us realize that we should offer healthier options because previously when you ordered their burger, it came with chips regardless of whether Mm. you wanted them or not. But now they've basically said, you can now order every burger and if you don't want chips, you can either have it with slaw or salad for the same price and that's fine. So no, it has. So in that respect, it's it's made bad, yeah. it's made them, and it probably has made other brands evaluate 
what they're putting out to their client base and whether their options are you know balanced enough so for me that's a, that's a, an early win in this process mm. so what what do we think the government are trying to achieve by what? putting calories Trans- on menus i think it's just transparency surely people need like to know this to, stuff i feel like they're trying to tackle obesity with it that's obviously the ultimate like thing that's coming to but the, the sad reality is because I, I was, was, was going to say is do they think then that by showing people calories that people will consume less calories is that what their goal is menu labeling with calories alone did not have the intended effect of decreasing calories selected or consumed study there showing that one so yeah it actually has been proven in multiple studies actually that it's not particularly effective when encouraging people to be wary of their calorie intake the only time it ever was effective was if more context was added surrounded right. yeah okay um also there's got another one there which talks about da 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 uh, oh, this talks about the negative impact. So beyond the initiative's questionable utility, there has been a lack of consideration as of yet to the unintended negative implications this me- this initiative may have on eating disorders in the general population and those attempting to recover from an eating disorder. The objective of the current commentary is thus to argue that in light of evidence of minimal benefit and the potential for harm, nutrition labelling on menus may be a misguided public health initiative. I've got like three studies. Thanks, I mean, Austin. You sent me these. You're the best. I mean, it is wrapped up. You can kind of see where they're trying to go with it. Though I think they, like, what I was trying to get to was the point of like basically what you said, which is they want people to be more aware of the calories they're consuming. However, there are a couple of assumptions in my head that, that, they're that they to make. actually know what they're looking at. Well, yeah, hundred percent. There's that. There's what Harry said, which is is the information accurate? Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, Chris, you alluded to like some companies will. Um, will do all the tests and put it all through and that's fine is information consistent like obviously restaurant to restaurant you know portion sizes can you actually say they're going to be the same so So weigh out every portion of chips probably not yeah and then like a burger size or if you're just going off that menu um choice um and i think also it's that one meal will really make the difference i think for me personally if i've chosen to go and eat out i've made the choice for someone else to prepare my food so I kind of already know that there's probably going to be things going into it that I don't know, prepared in a way that I probably normally wouldn't prepare it. So there's probably going to be more calories in it potentially anyway. I don't really then want to be reminded of how many that is. That's that's just my angle anyway. I'm, is, with calories, ultimately, if you do choose to like track calories, people place too much value on like daily calories when weekly calories are ultimately more important when determining mm. like weight loss goals or weight gain goals, whatever it may be. So like like Mike said, it's is one meal really going to make a huge difference? And if it does make a difference, make it a weekly, uh, adjust for the week rather than for the day. So don't just suddenly not eat for the rest of the day. Yeah. But maybe eat a bit less every every day sort of thing. What I want to say here is I don't really understand what the fuss is about because ultimately, if you are tracking macros or calories, then this process, okay, it may not be 100% accurate, but it has just made it a little bit easier for you to go out and be sociable and eat those foods because because you can ballpark land in where you want to be. Mm. I don't really... If you want to track, then track. If you don't want to track, then don't track. I don't understand the problem with, with this whole process. You know, it might have made things a little bit easier for some people. But that's the thing is, it, the, the thing oh, you presented there was yeah, if you want to track, then track. If you don't want to track, they have an option. So those who are struggling with things like eating disorders, of disordered eating, who can't, like, who really struggle with the... Pres- the, the essentially the number associated with food it develops a bad relationship or maybe reminds them of a bad relationship they now don't have a choice which is mm. why i'm anti it so for, from an athlete perspective for me personally as an individual who loves tracking calories i love it i think for me it's fantastic 
But I also understand that I am not the population. I think for the general population, especially for those who are potentially battling with something like an eating disorder or disordered eating, then it can very much risk doing more harm but than if, good, which is why I'm against the idea of implementing it. But flip it around, I think the, the option to know should be presented. So rather than having calories on the menu, it should be if you want to know the calories, we can give them to you, but I'm not going to force them down your throat. Because, yeah. again, that could be very triggering for a lot of people. I think initially, yes, it will help some people. And I, so I agree with you there. But I also agree with Harry, the sense of it will help you and your demographic because of like how important that is to you. But who are they actually trying to help? It's the people that don't really know anything about food and nutrition. And I would much rather they spend the time educating. Yeah, fully agree. I think ultimately, like, when you are kind of asked like, what they're trying to achieve with this, and the first thought that came to my head was very much like a doctor of mental health. You go to a doctor and you're depressed. The first, one of the first like call to action is his medication because unfortunately in a lot of cases when looking like kind of that realm is they aren't very well equipped to deal with mental health the lack of understanding whatever it may be so they they feel like they can't just say i don't know they have to do something so they give medication mm. same sort of thing with this is when you say well how do we tackle this potential crisis i don't know i mean it's we here have already use, yeah but i was like well i don't know what can we do oh let's let's put calories on the menu because let's do something but rather like you said so much better to invest that time and money into just educating people to help them make more informed choices without risking triggering those yeah. who are unfortunately battling with if, um, eating disorders. If you look at demographics that also consume these high like, kind of calorie foods, low nutrient dense, they also come from populations that are also can't afford to eat quote unquote healthy because healthy eating is quite expensive. It the is. more the actual yeah. more real food you put into a meal, the more expensive it gets. So. Yeah. They are also kind of battling with that and with the cost of living going up as well. It's, I can imagine it will make someone feel... You could flip... And I know this is very subjective because you, you can flip it around, but you could have someone look at a meal and be like, well, I can't afford the thing that's good for me because it's too expensive. I, I hate that in supermarkets now because I eat so much veg and so on. And I go in and for me to eat the, the healthy way that I want to, it's costing me more than if I ate convenience foods from Iceland and so on, mm. which are just full of shite. And and that's that, that applies to the, what you're saying about restaurants that want to be healthy and so on, but their prices have to go up as a result of that. Definitely. And I think as well, like I, I do worry if it will bring back the whole if it fits your macros culture a little bit as well, which is kind of like you hit your number and especially like if Harry says someone with disordered eating, they're going to maybe look at a menu and just try and find something with the lowest number on it, potentially, yeah. which could lead down all kinds of deficiency routes over time. And it's just, I just think... The education side of getting people to look at their food. But then if there, if someone does have disordered eating, surely no information at all is more is more of a kind of minefield for them. So they're more likely to eat nothing. But sometimes it very much depends on the realm of disordered eating they may be experiencing in the sense that if they're in recovery and they're trying to redevelop a good relationship with food because they previously obsessively placed too much value on a number and essentially dictated the food's worth and their worth by the number that's being consumed, then not knowing helps them remove food is my fuel now. It's not mm. a number that dictates whether I'm like guilty this. or not. It's like, the, it's like the data on the smartwatch. Suddenly you become obsessed with that data yeah. and it stops you from following your bodily instincts. That's the thing is, again, I think from, I, I can see it from two minds in the sense that from like, from, again, for us and like from an athlete perspective, it's fantastic for us because now we have a better idea of what we're actually consuming. And because we are very calorie driven because we're looking to optimize performance and sadly for optimizing performance, gauging how many calories you're actually consuming is, is very much optimal. Yeah. 
But for the, like I said, so for us, I'm there like love it. But for the general population, which is ultimately why my decision and thoughts around it are against it, I just think it can very much risk. Although it can help some people yeah. with maybe making better choices in restaurants regarding calorie intake oh, and whatnot. Well, um, but it, I just think it can harm a lot of the people who are unfortunately experiencing. Does it not therefore eating. say that to go alongside this development, there should be a lot of work put into helping people as oh, well? Yeah, I, I, well, I think there's always the, the lack of help in the mental health realm is so prominent. It is a joke, but they never will. They, they just don't invest enough into it. Um, that's just an arc. I think that will get, surely that will get better with time. I feel like the men. You the, hope, but you don't know, unfortunately. Coming from someone who's 10 years your senior, I feel like mental health has gone from absolutely zero from mm. when I was your age mm. to now being something we can sit here and talk about. Yeah, no, I, so I agree. So therefore, I feel like it, it is moving in the right direction. I just say we've got to give it more time. I think the thing is, that's why I very much, although I'm against the idea of calories on menus, I think a better compromise and which one I think benefits everyone rather than a select population is give people the option. Don't present mm. the calories as I yeah. don't present burger X amount of calories. What will be is burger. But, but then, if you want the calories, I can say to the waitress, so do you have the calories for the menu? Oh, sure, here you go. Yeah, but then, go. but then you're introducing another problem with the fact that you know, many people would just not bother. And like 90% of people, or probably 99% of people aren't going to ask for that information. But again, is that not their choice? And I would also argue it if... But I think they're trying... Is that they're, bad? They're, they're, trying, they're trying to educate people with this information. Yeah, but does calories equate to health? Does calories equate to like quality? Well, the point I, I was going to come on to is... But it's going to make people question it. Yeah, but again, is it going to make people... But not being funny, if, make you didn't, people obsessed if you didn't think learn. that a pizza didn't have a fuck ton of calories in it yeah. now, I don't think being told on a pizza... Oh, shit, really? Oh, no! But guess what? <laughs> I still <laughs> want a pizza, so I'm still yeah. going to eat the pizza. I, 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 did, I did read something somewhere where they said about how the another adverse effect it could have is people that were kind of making choices based on what they knew about nutrition were then going to look at meals that were very close in calories and then start to pick unhealthier options because... An unhealthy option is 100 calories less, but they've actually now picked a quote-unquote more unhealthy option because they're like, well, it's less calories, so surely it's better for me. So it's placing too much value on the cal calorific value of the food rather than the deep health density and things of it like all. That. Yeah. 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 Well, it was like basically, are you going to pick pick an avocado or are you going to pick a bag of Haribo? Which one are you going to pick? Yeah. Yeah, well, imagine if the avocado is really big and the bag of Haribo is really small and you're like, well, it's got 100 less calories, yet it's also a bag of fucking Haribo, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's one of the things to consider is just it because of the harm it can do I just don't think it's worth it but I just think, I think that's why I think surely a great alternative is just giving people the option which is just like do you want to know the calories or not if you do ask them if you don't then crack on I don't know if we're like if how many listeners we have I mean we've got quite a few listeners but I would love it if you know someone has you know wants to contribute to this conversation so if you have an opinion on it if you you know if you yourself suffer with problems to do with your diet and this has affected you or you feel like it's made things worse let us know yeah no i agree because i want we we you know we're just three guys we we're we happy want the conversation we want the mm. conversation so contribute in in and it with the same goes with with any subject we talk about if you have if you're listening to us talk prattle on about smartwatches about coaches about diets or anything and you and you something alarm bells trigger and you have something you want to say about that subject raise it with us through the form and or just drop us a dm on or Instagram. just drop us a dm mm. yeah however you want to do it 
and we will bring this up because we want we this is about bringing you into this it always has been so yeah. i think like to kind of conclude the the topic is i think we should all give our final stance of are we yay or nay so calories on menus yay or nay if you had to choose yay or nay what would you choose i'd probably say no from a selfish perspective yes yeah, I'd put a line with Mike, I'd say no. But again, I think we've all given our reasons as to why and we all understand where the other person's coming from. Oh, absolutely. The, the th- yeah, I, I, don't, and I, I understand why you would and I think yeah. with your demographic, it makes sense. Yeah, I, like, I yeah. just think that for I, the who, its intended audience, yeah, I think it needs to be better agree. thought at the end out. Of, yeah. uh, for, like, at the end of the day, I have been lucky in the sense that you know I've done a lot of extreme things with my diet ups and downs and all that sort of Mm. stuff but for whatever reason it's not given me a particularly unhealthy relationship with food so i'm i'm very lucky in that respect i can i I think it's great they're doing something i just think like a step in the right direction is kind of said but i think it could maybe it could be done better yeah i mean but then maybe that maybe they will learn from this hopefully hopefully and maybe it's a step in the right direction they may learn from it they may improve it hopefully i mean it's one of those things isn't it so i don't i've i I firm believer that it's not a lack of knowledge that's the problem it's application and i just think that we need to find a way to apply the knowledge we have as an industry with the government to try and find a better way to educate people than just tell them what's in like how many yeah, calories are in their food i agree i mean the government are very good at telling people what to do and then you yeah know, not doing it themselves not doing it themselves educate not instruct they need to educate and it yeah. takes a long time but they're, it's bo- worth they're it. bosses not leaders hey remember that you there know, you go you know the picture the, yeah with yeah, the, the, yeah. the rock and yeah, the guy on the, st- the, yeah. the big whip and the uh, thing well i'm happy <laughs> i'm pretty happy with that so yeah tricky t- subject to it cover is. um Definitely. And we've given some thoughts. On it's it. nice that we can understand each other, even though our views don't necessarily align. Yeah, I think that's good. It's, it's, it's rich conversation, which is why we want you to give your input because then you can tell us your views. And I think it highlights that there is no definitive answer. There's no right which, or wrong because it's, it's purely opinion. It definitely based on our preferences and and depending on what lens you look the world through and what your intention is of things. So. But equally, I, I mean, I'd be quite happy if it was optional because then I would I would, I would ask for I'd it. still ask for it. Yeah, yeah. so would I. Which but is a lot of people and don't. I probably would because I'd be yeah. curious. But again, yeah, but I think that's why I like it because it's kind of like a bit of a middle ground, which is why I would have personally gone mm. that route. I've been to Cheesecake Factory and <sighs> done incredible scenes. Honestly, I've done six thousand calories in one nice. meal. Honestly, yeah. that cheesecake, and I only found that out afterwards. Cool. So I did the stu- I did the appetizers, which was like pretzel coated chicken for do an you, appetizer. Do you think you would have if you had known? Oh yeah, prior. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Also, so it wouldn't have stopped you. No, not at all. Don't no. uh, if you ever go back. Don't eat off the plates. You get the to go boxes. We befriended, when we went to LA, we very befriended uh, two women who worked at Cheesecake Factory, went mini-golfing them and everything. And uh, they basically said to us, we said, go on, tell us some secrets about Cheesecake Factory. They were like, please don't eat off the plates. We don't wash them. Um, yeah. I find that hard to believe. They literally, they rinse a bit of water, they leave on the side in the kitchen. I bet f- you it depends on which one you go to, though. Uh, the Grove, LA. Yeah. okay, fine. And uh, they said that the kitchen was not sanitary. And they just leave, yeah. Bad. Now you're going to be telling me that the cheese and the cheesecake isn't really cheese. Probably Everything's not. a lie. But in, but the cheesecake, don't really did bang. The chocolate, uh, the chocolate. Do they have cheesecake. that here? They do. No, no. 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 Got, like you can get the packets from Waitrose. It's not the no, same. No, I'm sorry, it, it's uh, not the same. No, and you go to creams and stuff. But again, it's not. It's you know not what? The creams gives me 
the flaps. runs. <laughs> like it's, I didn't think, it's because you're lactose intolerant. And you're like, yeah, why is it giving me the runs? Yeah, it's a UK it's... chain called Cream's Cafe, which is like uh, crepes and waffles and ice creams and cheesecakes and stuff. Oh, it's it's so, the chocolate it's mousse the cheesecake. The first couple oh, of bites are so lit. good. And oh. then I'm like, oh, I regret. <laughs> Every time so I've ever had that chocolate mousse cheesecake, I've just bit into it. I'm so like, I'm taking years off my life and I'm okay with that. To, to, me, so good. to yeah. me, Cheesecake Factory is the ultimate indulgence. Like, I love their cheesecake so much. I, I genuinely I do. I don't even like cheesecake that much, but I love I love cheesecake. I just, talking about dairy, I just remembered something. Do you know that a cow is only called a cow after it's had calves? Before that, it's called a heifer. That's a bit rude, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's where the... That's what my mum calls me. That's where the derogatory term heifer comes from. That makes sense. My mum's actually calling me a cow that has no calves. I'm not wise with her about that later. Yeah, basically you were a calf. You were like, yes, mother, I have four stomachs. I might do. Who knows? I eat enough. To be fair, you give off enough methane, so you could be a cow. It's like, it's like the ripping of the universe when he walks this in. It's very rude. This is bullying. I don't like it. <laughs> well, you haven't been ageist to me yet, so I'm grateful for that. Never have been. Prove I have. If you've heard anything before Photoshop. Um, it, the brilliant news is that we haven't even hit 1 hour 35 yet. PB. Fantastic. Sorry about the two hours. PB'd it. <laughs> Just, yeah, hopefully you didn't. I mean, I think long episodes are good if the, if the content's good. George Bear Funny is when we start this podcast. Yeah, man, I keep it no more than an hour. Hour's good number. We'd double that, You look we? at a lot of podcasts that have been around for a while, though. You look at the first, like, 50 episodes. They're all, half like, hour. half an hour, hour. Four, 45 Three minutes. hours. And then all of a sudden, it's like, we're doing this four-hour special, and everyone listens Every to week. it. Everyone listens to it. There you go. Um, anything else to add before we depart for... I think we've done all right I think we did alright we've not got any um, funky questions no we haven't had a huge amount we need some more stuff sent oh, in right. we gave out a lot on the last fresh, I think fresh we have a, I have a couple but I feel like short and sweet's pretty cool for this one we've done some good subjects I've got got one question that I think we'll put up next time what about we whip up one final question in closing <sighs> let me see if there's anything on the old yeah you guys Inst- need to ask as well Instagrams uh, what else have I got? Oh, that was it. Someone sent, sent poo emojis, finger emojis, and then it was Chris needs a hip replacement. Mm. That's bare funny. Who was that? Um, so many people have sent that one. <laughs> that's, um, that's bare funny, to be fair. Because that's what you asked for. Yeah, you asked thanks for, the for listening emoji. to me. I appreciate it. You asked for the Chris's hip, and I asked for the poo emoji. I got mainly poo sent through, um, and a couple of uh, that. Someone just said they love the podcast. If we're ever in New Zealand, to pop oh, by, they take they take us to a tour of the climbing walls. Oh, here we go. I'm going climbing tonight. Yeah, no, he's going to climb for two hours. His battery and his garment's going to be zero. <laughs> My body battery, guys. Level that. 10 wall climber, Spider-Man. I, I love to go to New Zealand. It looks like a bloody cool place. We can go to all the Lord of the Rings sites oh, and yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Let's do that. Yeah. So who hasn't seen Batman yet? I tried. You tried? What, what does that mean? You tried? I tried. Oh, you been out for five oh, weeks okay. and it's full. It's um, it's going to be on streaming show. soon, isn't Where's it? Where's it going to be? Disney. I don't know. There was I it's saw so an article that cinema. was like, yeah, no, I want to see good and bad for Batman fans that wants to stream. And then I didn't read the article, so I'll figure out. You'll also hate me that I only watched Lord of the Rings for the first time at the start of the pandemic, and I thought it was just. A bit Did long. you watch the extended director's ones? Uh, no, I and I got to be honest, I can't remember any of it. I can't remember any oh, of I get the them, I get everything mixed up. And I just can't remember. I, I remember the one, the Orcs. That's literally it. Other than that, I just can't remember shit. It wasn't, it wasn't my vibe. And I love Skyrim, so. Final question then for Q&A that's come in from uh, an anonymous an anonymous. Shadow person. of Mordor. Sorry, that's a really good game. Anyway. Oh, that is a good game. It's a really good game. Video Sorry if I'm pleased after you. Thoughts on James Smith? Oh, what, the PT guy? Hmm. I... 
He's mm. he's the I, Australian I, dude, isn't he? No, no, British. no, he's British. He's British. Yeah. Oh, okay. He, um, I have to say, I think he has made fitness a bit like kind of what Joe Wicks did. He's kind of like definitely sim- sim- yeah, simplified it, um, made it more digestible for um, people in the fitness industry. One thing I did find quite jarring was when he did burst onto the scene, this is when I was still living in London, there were a lot of copycats. A lot of coaches yeah. started to adopt this whole like, it's just a calorie deficit. Nothing else fucking matters. And it was like, well, I think you've missed the point there, mate. I think he's trying to make a point that, you know, calorie deficit ultimately is going to change the fat loss scenario. But there are lots of other aspects. But people got far too... They tried to oversimplify fitness messages. And I think oversimplification is just as dangerous as overcomplication. Agreed. And I think he drove that without meaning to. I think he pushed that. His book is quite good, I've I heard. Think- I've not. What, I want to say he posted myself. something really controversial about. I might be wrong about maybe body positivity or something along those lines. Yeah, a lot of people did it when, when especially when all those adverts were coming out about kind of like body I, positive. I just I remember him saying that it was really insensitive and I didn't align with it. But again, it may not have been him because I, I don't consume his content. He pops off my TikTok every now and then. I know who no, he is. I, I actually don't follow him. Um, um, all myself. I know is that there is some stuff of his I've seen which I'm like, yeah, fair, simple. But other stuff I've seen, I'm a bit like, mm, actually, that's not that's not a bit me. So I, I don't know enough about him as a content creative to really form an opinion regarding whether or what I think of him, yeah, essentially. The, the bits the bits I've seen are, are okay and sometimes a little bit too um, aggressively negative. Mm, I do understand that. Um, so many, for the sake of I'm content. sorry, but so many people in social media, in, in any industry, always end up doing stuff that's overly something in order to be an extreme, in order to stand out. That's what I used to try and yeah, do with YouTube. Yeah, Before it actually started going somewhere, I used to try and be overly like negative for the sake of it because negativity dro- was driving It's clickbait. It's yeah. clickbait. But then I realised actually not being an arsehole, just kind of sp- being you actually did a lot better. Yeah. And I was like, good, now I don't have to pretend no, anymore. No, I'll say that. Be you, guys. Just be, <laughs> just be you. All yeah. I want to do is do it. Kevin oh, yeah. Perry go large. That is a reference. Kevin. That is a great classic. Film. Classic. It's definitely on your level because there's poo jokes in it. Just my life. That bit in the joke. sea. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm um, I'm quite happy to wrap up there uh, before Harry are. goes off on a on a toilet tangent. Eyeball pull. I already gave Mike my poster. Oh, earlier, can so we have... So for next episode, I want Harry's toilet tangent and you can pull out a little anecdote from a toilet store, you know, from a voice note, a, a toilet voice note. When's our next episode? You've got two weeks. So realistically, you'll think about it. We've got about 42 hours of toilet tangent coming out. Okay, cool. Good God. So good luck, everyone, for the next episode and Harry's toilet tangent. Um, but yeah, that's been episode 10 and I'm quite happy that Double we... Double figures. Yeah, and we're finally on YouTube. I'm, I really don't know if my battery's lasted in the camera. Um, I'm going to have to probably get something to keep it permanently plugged into well, the got, mains. Uh, oh, it's really annoying because I don't know if I'll take the same batteries because I've got a mains battery. Yeah, I don't know. It's not Panasonic, is it? So, Mine's Nikon, so yours yeah. is. What's yours? So, yeah, you yeah. might just be listening to us at this point, but if you are, thanks for being here and leave some sort of uh, jazzy emoji for us somewhere. Um, your choice, dealer's choice, unless there's something you want to see emoji-wise. Um, I just want to cuddle yeah. not from you okay, send, send us the cuddle emoji there is one send us your cuddles and um, you know thanks for listening he's been uh, radical.mike he's you. been harry underscore tfnl knows my one <laughs> oh, I, I was about to get he didn't give me a chance to say it <laughs> too, much, too much hesitation and I've, sorry mate I've very much been Christy Fellows and this has been another episode of Pump Fiction thanks for coming guys see you later bye goodbye goodbye